Christ, you people suck. <laughs> wow. Wolverine wanted to be a N4G Radio. I can already hear noises coming out of John's mic. I mean, first it was an orphanage, and now... No, no you can't, because I had it on mute. Uh, uh, what's a moot? Mute. Mute. There you go. Uh, <laughs> this is episode 462 for February 13th. Valentine's Day is tomorrow. Tomorrow, eh. when, you're, tomorrow when you're listening to this. So... Happy Valentine's Day. Let's get uh, your ass to the store. Who's First on the five is not coming out on Valentine's Day. Oh, that depresses yeah. me yeah. so much. Thanks for reminding me of that one, Jay. Cheers. <laughs> Fuck me. Cheers. Oh, yeah, because God forbid you guys don't have anything to play right now. I, say, I would have preferred to play Persona 5 and Valentine's Day. What can I say? Yeah, well, some people some people would have preferred to play South Park this year, but that's not going to happen. But we'll talk about that later. Uh, <laughs> Look at that. Uh, already. Yeah, anyway, with us this week, we have GambusCon. Greetings, programs. Sounds like he's in the, to- in the toilet. In the toilet. Uh. Uh, we have John. Hello. And we have Jay. Buongiorno. And shortly we will have the Wombat 2, Electric Boogaloo, joining us. Nice. Anyway, video games. There's a whole shitload of them, so I'm not even going to waste any time. Jason, what have you been playing? I've been playing a couple of games. Oh, um, snap. And, yeah, and actually, um, both titles are actually time-relevant. Ooh, Holy so, shit! Yeah. Um, I played a strange little game called Yakuza Zero. Hey, <laughs> I wouldn't use "little" to describe that <laughs> oh, game. Oh, but... yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's not a little game at all. The thing is, I, I'm I'm still real early in the game. I'm I'm only about probably about three and a half hours into the game. You're going to be, you're going to still be early into the game for the next 20. Wow. <laughs> okay. Just, just putting that out there. Uh, don't, don't scare the man from playing more of it. Come on. Gannon. Oh, there's so, nothing okay. to be yeah. scared of. I'm just saying, don't expect to get anywhere in that game for at least another 30, 20, 30 hours. It's a big game. Mm. Jeez. Yeah. Um, so, so far, what I've played of it, it's uh, it's been a really cool game, um, especially as someone who uh, um, I've have never played a Yakuza game before, mm-hmm. and uh, the only experience of playing a game anything like this was um, playing uh, the original Shinmu to- Shinmu uh, game on the Dreamcast. Except this game is good. 
I liked the original Shimu. I'm sorry. I mean, it oh. might not it might not be the best game ever, but that's a, that's an overstatement. But you gotta admit, for its time, it was extremely groundbreaking. And it was extremely boring too. Okay, oh, maybe. Oh, let it go. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We've already established GTA wouldn't <sighs> exist the way it is today. Yakuza wouldn't exist the way it is today. And all these different types of open world games that we kind of take for granted wouldn't exist without Shenmue. I, you know what? I don't care. It doesn't make yeah, it a good game. It's, it's, a, it's a fine game. Nope. It's a fine game. Nope. Yeah. But, let's, uh, let's talk about a good game. You're talking about Yakuza. Yeah, Yakuza. Basically, um, you're this guy named uh, Kiru, and um, you're a part of the Yakuza, but you also get framed for murder. And um, uh, the, I guess the uh, one of the higher ups in in the organization is in uh, prison. Um, during the time of this story, and it seems like the the overall background story is in the form of a uh, a power vacuum, where uh, you know certain people are trying to uh, take over, and uh, you as the lead character, you're just kind of you're in the middle of this mess, and uh, it, it's, it, it, it's it's weird because. It's the type of game that um, it's got. It's got some really long cutscenes <laughs> in terms of the storyline. Yep. Um, it's like um, I remember a few. Ep- heard a few episodes that it was like uh, a few episodes ago that it was like Metal Gear. Oh yeah. Yeah, and the thing is, the cutscenes so far have been who's extremely. Clicking, who's clicking around? Me. Stop clicking around! God damn it! <laughs> he like whispers like he's, like he's like he's me. <laughs> like J- Jason's like talking about his game. I'm here. I just keep hearing. I, I don't know how you can hear that. Your, your, your mic your mic uh, picks up too much, John. Yeah, probably. My apologies. So mm. super mic, super but, robot uh, mic. Yeah. Go ahead. But, um, Talk about Yakuza. Yeah, it's uh, it's dead. Ser- like the story itself is dead serious, but then, like in be- like in between the story elements, it's really uh, silly. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's got it's got some silly things going on in it, and and, and I know it gets even crazier because I'm just like three and a half hours in, but uh, I I went to the arcade and played, you know. Uh, Outrun and and went to a different one and played uh, a Space Harrier and I also probably spent <laughs> probably about twenty twenty plus minutes alone in front of the uh, the oh. claw machines. I thought he was going to say the nudie <laughs> the nudie videos. I thought that's what he was going to say. No, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> It's a really silly game. Um, uh, one of the first things, like when you're learning how to how to fight in the game, it was just like 
one scene where there's this like old man and this and this younger guy and they're both drunk and they're like hey old man hey you're drinking i don't like you i want to beat you up or something like that I mean, it's real silly it's like and the old man's like yo yo young little whippersnapper i'm gonna kick your butt come on right here you know and they're like drunk and they're stumbling and and lead character Kiru is like I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna sober these guys up. And you proceed to beat the living crap out of both of them, and then after you beat them up, they're like, Hey, oh, what just happened? I was just I don't know what what was going on. I was just drinking and next thing I know I'm out, out here and then the other guy says the same thing and they're like Hey, you want to grab a drink or something like that? And they're like, yeah. And they both walk off like friends or something. And I was just like, okay, <laughs> this is different. It would have been great if it started playing, think I'll go for a walk outside, yeah. Yep. Never mind. There's nobody out there that gets that reference. Nope. <sighs> but, uh, yeah. And uh, I also play the Bolin mini mini game, and that too is fun. Oh yeah, aren't there so many different mini games you can play? Like the bowling, the darts, the darts golf, the, uh, the um, pool, pool. Like those mini games are actually really well done too. They're not just kind of like thrown in there just to have them. They're actually really fun to play. And just this is a combination of a lot of little different things. The fact that it doesn't take itself too seriously. And um, because the story itself, like the main overarching storyline is so serious, it has like a really stark contrast. You can kind of relax and play the way you want to. You don't have to progress the main mission all the time. You can just do side activities if you want to. So uh, that's one of the things I really like about the Yakuza series. Yeah, I can't wait to play it. The thing is, a few weeks ago, um, I had I had no idea of the existence of this game, to tell you the truth. Um I overheard someone talk about it at a GameStop, hmm. and um, they were like, "Oh, it's a, it's the, it's the prequel." And it was it was a mixture of that and uh, listening listening to the show um, when I'm not on it, and um, I was just like, I was like, this would be the perfect jump on point for this series. Yeah. So and then and then they're they're coming out with the remake of the original one, I guess next year. So I'm like, yeah, this would be perfect. So uh, went ahead and picked it up. Basically, you know, kind of a kind of took a leap of faith um, to uh, pick it up, and I'm glad I did. I think it's I think it's really good. I'm really looking forward to playing more of it. Um, Kiwami Akira Kiwami is the remake of the first one made for PS4. Yes. And that's actually coming out this year, in summer. This year? Yeah. Okay. Yakuza nice. 6 is next year, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, I believe yeah, so. That's what I thought. Cool. That they, is they awesome. Just, uh, I don't know if you saw, but somebody reprinted uh, 2, 3, and 4, or 1, 2, 3, and 4, and they're on eBay for, like, stupid prices. Obviously, like, 50 bucks pop for PS2 games, but... Right. Um, mm. You can pick them up new if you want them. Uh, somebody... Somebody's out there doing that. Interesting. 
but there you go. Yeah, I'm de- I'm definitely looking forward to playing some more of this. It's really good. And uh, well, the other game that I've been playing lately, um, <laughs> it's uh, it, it's one of those games that kind of shows you. Hey, you're not you're not a young whippersnapper anymore when it comes to playing games. <laughs> um, that's the second time I used that reference. So I wish I wish episode. I wish video games would like yell at me like that when I'm playing and I die. They're like you're not a whippersnapper anymore. Yep, I played the new Souls like. Uh-uh. Yeah. I prefer to call it Ninja Gaiden. It's very, very fast. Very fast. Feels so good. Neo. Feels good. Feels good. And the, and this Neo has nothing to do with the Matrix. You don't you don't know that you haven't beat it yet. That's true. That's true. But he does might he be know the Kung one. Fu? He does. Uh, he does. He does. He does know all know sorts of martial arts. Yeah. yeah. Well, welcome, Wombat. Thanks. I, I'm glad that my con- my first contribution on the show today could be a Matrix joke. Yeah, you're We're very, very, you're very yeah, relevant. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. At least it's, it's not an Enter the Matrix joke. This is true. There's the, the that movie was just a two hour joke. Okay. Wait, Enter the Matrix was a movie? No, oh, wait, Enter no, the Matrix the game. was the game. It's a game. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. I get all I get all the garbage mixed up because it's all <laughs> it's all in one big pile. Sorry, sorry. Oh, <laughs> but uh, man, what's wrong with me? I'm st- I'm still in the opening area of this game, dude. There's nothing wrong uh, with you. You're in the London Towers. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry. You're still in the tutorial mission. Damn. Yeah, I'm I'm still in the tutorial. Uh, I I fought the, I fought the main the the boss of it a couple of times, but uh, you mean the guy on the like tower roof? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's he's a little bit on the tough side. Um, I, 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 what's I can, the what's the problem you seem to be having? Do you get him like close to death and then you die, or do you like lose stamina and then you die? Or what's what's going on? Um, usually I do have a um, <clears throat> I do have a problem uh, losing stamina a lot mm-hmm. of times when uh, when I'm fighting them. Right. Um. The, the the one it's, thing that I that I will tell you that that I had a problem with starting this game early on is when you're fighting yeah. a boss and you're locked onto him, you don't have to constantly dash. Just kind of move left and right until he starts uh-huh. to attack, and then dash. Learn his tele, you know, watch his telegraph because they all have one, um, and just stay locked onto him. Okay. Because uh, the, when I started, I ran into the same problem. Like when I'm fighting a big boss, like I want to constantly dodge, 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 dodge because I don't want him to hit me. Yeah, but you don't you don't need to because until he you know winds up to swing at you, you're not going to get hit. So just wait till he starts and and watch his moves because I think if I remember correctly, the tower boss has like two or three moves that he telegraphs, and you can tell what they mm. are. So yeah, <clears throat> just try not to dodge too much. And no, you haven't even got to the point where even if you had the DLC armor, you could equip it. So uh, okay. He doesn't have access to stances yet in the tutorial, right? No, not in that yeah, opening like part. That. It doesn't okay. doesn't teach you about the high mid low mm-hmm. stances. And and that first boss, I know I know I know exactly what he's doing. He's fighting him and he's dodging a lot and you don't need to. 
He moves real slow and his attacks are real slow. So just wait till he attacks, hop in, get two or three hits, hop out, and just rinse, repeat. Yep, hit and run techniques okay. are really effective. Really effective in Neo, particularly. Okay, awesome. So, so uh, get some. Uh, I got, I got, I got some tips to, to fight them now. But uh, uh, so far, what I've played of it, um, it's pretty awesome. I mean, it. <laughs> I guess you could say it's kind of like a Ninja Gaiden game, but to me, it feels a little bit, a little bit more like a Souls game. It, it definitely has souls inspirations for sure. I, I I will say I will say especially considering the last Souls game I played was Bloodborne. Yeah, you know you know what's funny is you haven't even seen Neo yet. That game has like thirty thousand systems that you don't even know about yet. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There's it, so much more stuff that's going to unlock right as you get out of the tutorial level. Yeah, that tower yeah. doesn't give you access to anything in that game. And the entire first yeah. level I have spent just just tweaking and toying with all the systems and, that game has. And Ken, that's not even all the systems. Once you beat the game, no, you no, go no, to New no. Game Plus. There's a new mechanic that also unlocks. There's two more, no, three more mechanics that unlock when you get to New Game Plus. So Yeah, but by yeah. then I'll be okay. I'll be okay with the ones I got. Yeah, yeah, I'm already I'm already pretty good with the ones. I think the only thing that I haven't unlocked yet is the ability to have, uh, what do they call them? The spirits, multiple spirits. Um, and I haven't started. Like, there's no option for me to show my my compatibility level with my spirit yet. Which compatibility level with your spirit? Uh, the part oh, you, mean you the... can level it up and it'll give you better yeah, perks. Yeah, you can you can, get, you can enhance your um, spirit. That's a new game plus thing. There's also a whole new tier of items and equipment that unlock after you beat the game called Divine instead of Exotic, and they go a whole nother level. Like your armor starts leveling up and ga- starts gaining new parameters on top of everything else. So, which spirit did you take? Um, I used a paired Raikin for most of my initial playthrough. Now I'm using one of the end game. Uh, spirit because it's like the bonus that it gives is like insane it allows you to see on the map on the upper right corner that's usually just kind of like a circle with like nothing in it but you'll i can see where the enemies are positioned i can see where all the items are positioned treasure chests i can see where all the hidden kodama are are present so i can look at the look at the map and kind of see my positioning and see where all the items and enemies are at all times along with all the other bonuses i got news for you what's that the shark lets you see enemies from the start no, no, no. They that's fine. That that didn't really bother me. Like what I wanted was to collect all the Kodamas, those little hidden guys. Oh right? yeah, yeah. Those those yeah. I can go back for. But in in the early, I picked the shark so I can. Oh, see. for the for the sense enemies. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty handy. So you don't get ambushed as so much. So I can see where they all are. <laughs> nice. It's it's beautiful. And the sharks like super move. Man, that's badass. Watching that thing float through the air. Kill a motherfucker with a shark. It's a fucking shark ate him. <laughs> a guardian spirit shark is pretty great. Yeah, fucking right. A land shark. Yeah, well, he's more like an air shark because he's flying around. Cool. It's pretty. It's pretty incredible. <laughs> now, do Do you have a pro? Or are you still on old PS4? I'm I'm still old school PS4. Okay, did you switch? You I I really hope you switched it to game or uh, action mode, right? Sixty frames. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I I I knew that the frame rate to the to this game should be my should be my uh 
my my main accommodation when picking the uh, the mode. Yeah, this game feels so much better at sixty than it does at thirty. Agreed. Yeah, I I, I got it on. I, I put it on action mode. Um, I I knew from uh, uh, I think listening to the, listening to this uh to the show. I think it was last or episode before last where someone mentioned that. So, um, but yeah, can't wait to play more of it, man. It's, it's the one thing. And I know Jay will talk a lot more about this game because your, your ass has beat it. So, mm-hmm. um, some of the things I really love about this game that I hated about the souls games. Like when you die, you felt so defeated in dark souls. Like you didn't do shit. Um, in this game, I don't feel that way because all of the loot that I collected, I got to keep and you can trade that loot for Amrita, which Mm -hmm. I think is cool. I mean, it's minimal. It's not a lot, but sometimes it's just enough for me to level up, which I think is cool. Um, I also like, like as you're playing through the, and you won't see this in the tutorial level, Jason, but once you get into the actual levels, there's these things called yokai and they're, they're, I would, describe them as kind of like mini-bosses. Okay. And when you beat them, even if you die, they don't respawn. Yeah. Which is super... Because they are... Oh my god, they're a pain in the ass. <laughs> and also those guys with the little katars that sit around and summon like those revenants to attack you. Yeah. They all stay dead as well, and they're super annoying to kill the first time. Yeah. that that that's That's really nice that they're... Once, like, whenever I beat a yokai, I feel so accomplished, and I know even if I die, his ass ain't gonna be there, so I can just grind through, you know, the trash mobs mm-hmm. on the way back to where I was. And sometimes I do it on purpose. Like, sometimes I'll get to the yokai, I'll kill him, and then I'll go all the way back to the to the shrine to pray, just to go back through the trash mobs and grind a little bit. Very cool. Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff, and man, you get loot all the time in that game. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, that's one thing I've noticed um, so far. Even playing the tutorial mode, I've gotten armor for every part of every part of my character, like probably like five or six pieces of armor per each, like five or six gloves, five or six chest plates, you know. From from just the time I played it, but and I, but, but did you get a yokai watch yet? <laughs> oh, hey yo! Don't don't get uh, don't get too comfortable don't get with that attached. armor because the, you're not going to have it in the next level. Oh, okay. The, the, that uh, tutorial level is just straight tutorial. It actually level. goes directly into your storehouse, uh, Ken. Oh, it does well. I didn't. Level. I yeah, didn't yeah. care it's because there. Uh, if you pre- yeah, there, it's out. It's outdated immediately. I was gonna say, well, if you pre-ordered the game, you got this ridiculous armor that was so good that if I put it all on, mm-hmm. two swings of my sword would kill my stamina bar. <laughs> oh damn, it's that heavy, huh? Yeah, it's that heavy. So I had to like take the helmet and the boots off before I could go out. Nice. <laughs> I was like, this is the pre-order armor. I didn't find anything better until like three quarters of the way through the first level. <laughs> that game yeah, played. that's the. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I I actually um, got the pre-order bonus as well. Yeah, that armor's real nice when you get it. It's just don't try to equip all of it because you you'll die. Two swings kills your stamina bar. It's not good. Cool. 
But, uh, uh, hey, Jay, uh, how mm-hmm. long did it take you to beat it? Uh, I estimate about 25 to 28 hours or so. The first okay. playthrough. And I did every side mission available as well. Uh, but, like, I don't die that much. Like, especially once I've established myself, say about one-third way through the game, I started really getting comfortable with a set equipment and magic and industry and all that stuff. And I started, like, basically one-shotting every boss except for, like, two. So it wasn't that hard as far as the game goes. Uh, the, the, the difficulty is not that bad once you start using the mechanics as they are. So that aspect of it is not bad, but the game has a really long life because of the new game plus and how compelling that is with all the loot and all the new mechanics that pop up when, when jay says it's Excellent. not that hard it's still pretty hard mm. dude <laughs> that's that's what i've noticed about jay <laughs> he's like oh that game's not that hard i'm dying on the first boss like 30 times like no no this is this is easy i got god mode on what are you talking about <laughs> i've also noticed that jay is like how much of it have you played? Oh, I didn't play that much of it this week. You know, about 30, 35 hours. <laughs> yeah, I, I do that. When I get into a game, I'm someone that really, like, like lasers in, like, zooms into one thing. And that's basically all I'm going to do for every bit of, like, free time that I have. And then once I'm done, I'll just, like, I'm done with it. And I just kind of put it away. And I go back to my normal schedule. But for, like, a week sometimes or, or like, a two weeks or something like that, I'm just, I just go right into it. I, I'm level 250 in Overwatch, and Jay thinks I'm a noob. I didn't. I never wow. said you're a noob. <laughs> you don't play competitive. No, no, no. That no. doesn't mean you're a noob. No, no, no. But 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 your level is probably like ten times higher than mine. No, it's uh, it's like 406. Oh well, twice. Yeah. You, you yeah. Talk, you're twice. <laughs> and I've put more time into that game than anything I've ever played. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have 250 hours in that game, and. You're just like, yeah. I Dude, did, I've I did seen that the people first that are weekend. over like level 2000, so I'm like, I'm okay. Sure. Dude, if, you, if you're okay. over level 2000 in that game, you go outside. <laughs> like, no, man, they clearly, you know, they clearly play Overwatch when they're outside as well with that kind of leveling. Uh, no way. If you're, level, if you're level 2000, you ain't been outside. Nah. <laughs> you and those seen... people account share. That's how they do it. You so that they pl- basically have uh, someone playing on that account twenty four seven. That's stupid. Which is yeah. pretty amusing. That's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> That's what people do. Uh, anyway, anything else? About... Um, that that's it. All right. Well, I'm sure we'll hear more about Neo later. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But first, let's talk to John. Yeah, hello. If he's clicking, are you still clicking? I'll stop clicking, you're fine. <laughs> what are you clicking anyway? What are you playing? I'm on the internet. Oh, no, I'm just trying to sort shit out. He's like searching so, porn. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, absolutely. Overwatch Got something porn. to do while you guys He's watching, looking for that Dynasty Warriors porn that he loved. <laughs> I bet there's a lot of fog in that there vagina. <laughs> uh, it's a yellow so turban sure. rebellion. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, that actually fits. Oh, it does. Good. Uh, oh, gross. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I played some Yakuza Zero, which I've talked about uh, a couple of weeks ago. Played more of that, so it's awesome. Uh, played Mass Effect 2 for Phoenix Down. Are you guys done? Uh, 
Uh, we are done with Mass Effect 2, but we are getting straight back in with Mass Effect 3. Oh, yeah, wait till the end. You're going to hate it. <laughs> I wouldn't play Mass Effect 3 this time. <laughs> I, uh, well, I haven't played the rejigged ending either, so I'll be interested to see if it's, if my memory, uh, if I can remember how the original ended and what changed, I don't know. I don't know. Um, uh, so I guess I could talk about uh, Dynasty Warriors Godseekers. Oh, so, please do. Uh, I know you. Yes. Like, so when you um, threw that code my way and, um, you know, it would say through, it was like, yeah, you're having this because no one else wants it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Everybody gets one. Everyone gets one here. Yeah. Uh, so I thought, oh, okay, so I'm going to have to play a Muso game. Nah, not great, but uh, at least I know what you do with that. Um, so Dynasty Warriors, God's, uh, Dynasty Warriors Godseekers is not a Muso game at all. That fucking blows my mind, man. Like it, It's called Dynasty Warriors. That's literally a genre name by itself. Dynasty Warriors is a genre now. <laughs> and the game called Dynasty Warriors Godseekers is not a Dynasty Warriors game. That's it okay. is a turn-based strategy game. <laughs> what? Oh, God. That's like the furthest thing from the genre <laughs> that it could be. And, like, um, I'm, I, I'm almost expecting you to tell me that it's a, like a, uh, what do they call it, a, a visual novel or whatever. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot of that in it as well. The, 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 um, the big so, question, yeah. the most important question, where is Lu Bu? Can you can you date Lu Bu? Is is the yeah. question that I can would ask? Can you date Lu Bu? Yeah. Next you're next you're gonna tell me there's no fog in it. <laughs> <laughs> the fog of war, my friend. The fog of war. Um, so yeah, I was quite surprised. Uh, um, there are some problems inherent with what they have done. Well, and yeah, I it's still... a turn-based strategy game called Dynasty Warriors. Right? There's yeah, your first okay. problem. There's their so, prop numero uno. <laughs> or, so, as it were. The, the story is, uh, I don't know, there's a there's two guys, um, one's called... Oh, oh God, I, I cannot wait remember. to hear John try to pronounce a Le- Chinese guy's one of name. Oh, I cannot remember. It's Zoom something... Is it a Zumba? Oh my god. Zao. Zao. Isn't it pronounced Chow? Z A O. Oh, it's actually a Z. Okay, okay. I thought it was an X. That would be Chow, I think. No, I think it's begins with an L. Anyway, him and his mate, Lee Bin. Um, his mate. That's my favorite part so far. <laughs> his mate. But anyway, anyway, they they come across a bunch of yellow turban. Yellow turbans. Yes. Yes. They come across the yellow turban bandits um, who are trying to release this weapon that's going to help turn the tide of war in the three kingdoms. Is it? Is it yellow cake uranium? Sorry? Is it yellow cake uranium? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it turns out it's a it's a it's this fairy type girl called Lixana or Lixia. Lixia I think it is. Um and 
she, some mystical being, has been trapped in this uh, barrier or this seal for thousands of years or hundreds of years. Um, they release her, and after that, I've lost interest. <laughs> <laughs> The, um, honestly, it's dull as dishwater, and it's uh, whatsoever. You start off the first battle you take place. You're just controlling the two characters, Zhao and uh, Lee. And when you've done, and that's teaching you the basics of uh, the real, the the uh, turn-based strategy kind of thing. Uh, when you get to a garrison and you start forming more party members so that you've got more characters on the field the story conceit that they create is that this Lixana or Lixia whatever her name is has the ability to control people's minds hell yeah dog and that's how you control everyone on the battlefield it's it the biggest problem is that it's a dynasty warriors game and as the reaction that you have given me People are going to buy this based upon the fact that it's a Dynasty Warriors game and not realise that it's not a Musa. So they no, have what, what happened is that I literally, I did not believe you, John, like when you told me what it was. So I Googled it, and the first thing that popped up was a cinematic trailer. looked exactly like a Musa game. Yeah. And I was so, like, how, how am I supposed to know? You're not. But they, they, they have to... At least throw enough Dynasty Warriors in there. So when you are attacking enemies, and you get a little cutscene of the the Muso style action that you're used to in Dynasty Warriors. Um, you've got loads of characters. I think there's over sixty characters that do appear throughout the course of the game that are from previous Dynasty Warriors games. But it's not a Muso game, so that's an issue. About halfway through and... the first mission, Dave Chappelle pops up. He's like, "Gotcha, bitch!" <laughs> <laughs> and. It's also a poor turn-based strategy game. So people who maybe realise it's a turn-based strategy aren't going... It's, it's not deep and complex in the way that those games can be. There are probably a hundred, two, three hundred better turn-based RPG games that you could play um, like this. And it's, it's trying to bridge this gap, and it's not working. I mean, there's some nice things in there, like you've got the ability... Uh, to level up your characters, uh, much like you do in Dynasty Warriors, uh, by gaining SP, which are gained through battles. There's, there's thousands of weapons that you can find on the battlefield. Uh, you get crates, essentially, or, or chests when you... Um, loot boxes! Get, you know, loot boxes. Um, and you can sell them, you can temper them to make them better. Um, it, it, it's got some nice touches there, but it's not enough. It, it isn't. I mean, I'm not a massive Dynasty Warriors fan, but when someone says Dynasty Warriors games, there's a level of expectation there of what I'm going to play. This doesn't give enough of that, and it isn't a deep enough turn-based strategy game to please those fat kind of fans either. It's kind of stuck in this middle. It's not. I don't think it's great at all. Um, and there's also a few graphical glitches which are annoying in the cutscenes. You get you got to get uh, two types of cutscenes. You get like a talking heads animated cutscene thing where you've got the little picture of the character and the it's like a, a static background, and then you've got some animated cutscenes. And those ones, there's some glitches in them that put you off quite quite badly. So like the the screen goes dark in the back. The background flickers. It's really off putting, but it's 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 not fun. I mean, it's boring. I, I'm 
I played, I don't know, probably two and a half hours before I thought, is this all I'm going to be doing? And the mission structure is that as you progress through those missions, new areas in the overworld map sort of open up. But you can go back to the old areas and complete side activities, which will allow you to gain more loot and level up your characters and whatnot. But it's all the same, and it's just, it's dull. It's just dull. That's a big problem. Um, There's that. Well, well, there you go. Okay. Um, I also played very, very briefly the beta for Ghost Recon. Oh, Wildlands. Yeah. We played a bunch of that last week. That's a bad game. Oh, I I will agree to disagree with you. Fair enough. I did not like it at all. I thought it was clunky. Um, I played about an hour of it and thought, nope, I'll delete um, I'm not getting that game. That was enough for me to turn me off the game. So if you enjoy that, lovely. I just could not get on with it. Um, what was it exactly? Like, uh, like what turned you off? It was controls? Is it yeah, what it you were controls, doing? Yeah, it was controls. It was clunky. I, really, I know you can turn it off, but I can... I, it felt like it was one of those games that's meant to be a first-person shooter, but they have... The, it's like Skyrim, when you've got that button to turn it into third-person mode. I hate mm-hmm. that. It's not meant to be a third-person game, and it looks clunky, and that's how I mm-hmm. felt. Um, okay. And the options that you've got for aiming and, and whatnot is third-person mode, and then when you aim, first-person mode, or all third-person mode. And it just wasn't for me. It just didn't click with me. So, well, again, that's that's my opinion. Uh, also, by, uh, wise, I played Ghosts uh, Sniper, Ghost. What is it? Ghost Warrior. Ghost Warrior. Sniper Ghost Warrior Three. That's another pile of shit. Um, <laughs> I've, I've only played one of those games, and it was not very good. I'm surprised they made no. it to three. The first thing they get you to do is jump into a, a jeep and. Yeah, because um, as snipers are wont to do. You know. Absolutely. And it's got the same kind of driving mecha- uh, clunkiness that Far Cry 2 had. Um, How dare yeah. you invoke the, the two? <laughs> Sorry. And that, to me, was a big part. It just, yeah, I didn't, I didn't go on with it. Um, however, I've also played another sniper game. And this one is quite good. So, Sniper Elite 4. Um, I loved the third game. Absolutely loved it. Um, never played one or two, but I don't know, something caught my eye about three, probably the, 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 the brain blowing out shots. Uh, that was quite cool. Um, and I picked it up when it came out and played through it. It's one of those games where I just couldn't stop playing it. I had to complete it. It was a lot of good fun. And so when four was on the horizon, I spoke to Ken, I said, I would, no one else wants it. I would love to give that game a shot. So, lo and behold, this weekend, the code comes through. Um, there is some good and some bad. The the good is it's still sniper elite. <clears throat> you can You've still, still shoot got the dudes mecha- in the balls. Balls, yeah, and the balls explode in X-ray glory yeah. and in yeah. the hedge. There's, that mechanic never grows old. I don't know why. There's something so satisfying about seeing someone's lungs collapse because you've shot the moon. <laughs> that, that sounds like the manifesto of a serial killer, I'm just going to say. 
But there's something satisfying about it. And it, again, I, when I was playing the third one, I thought, oh, it'll grow old after a couple of levels. Never grew old. And it still <laughs> hasn't grown old. It's, it's satisfying. Like, like every bullet is worth it. Every bullet counts. And it, you have that feeling. And when you miss, and it's like, oh, it, it really gets to you. It's, it's fantastic. Um, the changes with Sniper Elite 4 is that the maps are, are bigger. So with the uh, three, you generally found it was quite linear. You went up a path. There was a little bit of an open area. You sort of scanned it and and uh, took out what you needed to take out and done your objectives. And then you're on to the next area. This is a lot grander in scope. You're in villages. You've got pretty much the whole layout of the village. And it does mean that you're having to prepare more. Uh, you're given the tools to do it. You know, you've got your binoculars. You can tag enemies. and uh, They will stay tagged. You can tag as many as you want. And it just adds that extra something to it because you are having to plan more. You can't, well, you can just start shooting because much like with the third one, they do have that thing where, yeah, they'll spot you if you've, if you've not master sound or you haven't got a suppressor. They'll figure out where you're firing from. They'll send enemies. You can mow those enemies down with your, your submachine gun. And then they stop looking for you. It's, it, you know, it's a video game. It, it has that. There's not a lot you can do about it. Um, but if you want that perfect run, you are having to plan things out. You, your objectives are all laid out on the map. Uh, you can also uh, tag things. You can tag explosives. You can tag some of your objectives. And it's all about planning. And then if you've not tagged someone and they spot you, it's all about having to deal with that. On the bad side, as it stands at the moment, there are a few glitches that I've noticed while playing. I've played maybe three, four hours. I'm on the second <coughs> island, the second map. Um, firstly, with if you're not playing on the, the marksman mode, which I'm not, I'm playing on normal. If you're not playing on the marksman mode, the uh, game gives you this little reticle that allows you to account for wind and the you know gravitational pull of the earth so when you look down your sights the little reticle pops out when you start holding your breath and that zooms in and then when you when it's red you know that's a shot it's a kill shot it's going to do the job uh, that bugs out occasionally so it starts sort of jerking and moving around which makes it difficult to aim i've also had a couple of instances where the slow motion kills will the the guy will the guy you're shooting is is not on the screen. All you see is like the blood come out where his head would be, and and nothing. So there's a few glitches, but it's I'm sure it could be that they'll have a day one patch when it's released. So who knows? I don't know. Um, but if you're a fan of Sniper Elite Three, this is just a, a a better version of that. I've not had a chance to try the multiplayer. I didn't really play too much of the multiplayer with the last game. Um, but I haven't played any yet because it's not out, so it's you can't really get into a game. You can do co-op too. Um, that I haven't tried, so um, that will be quite cool to try out if you can do co-op. Again, not many people playing, and it would probably be good to play with somebody who's, who you know who's got it. Um, uh, I don't. I don't know think you can, can play randoms. with. I don't. I don't think you can play with somebody who doesn't have it. Well, I mean, oh, sorry, somebody <laughs> you know who's got it. Well, obviously. Um, I don't know whether you can play with randos or not, but um, it's it, it is, it's pretty good. Um, you've 
got all of the tools at your disposal, such as trip wires, uh, stones, or whistle to attract enemies. You can hide in foliage and attract them, and then uh, do like a, a stealth kill and, and drag them into the bush, kind of thing. Uh, it the even the third sort of the third person action when you've got like a, a submachine gun that still feels pretty solid. It's not super great. It's not Gears of War kind of combat, but it, it feels solid enough to get you out of a, a sticky situation if you do get spotted and, and ganged up on. it. Yeah, it's good. It's very, very good. Uh, set in Italy this time, as opposed to Africa uh, from uh, version Sniper uh, Elite 3. Um, looks really pretty on a pro. Uh, it has got pro support, so I think the increased resolution uh, on there... It's great. Absolutely love it. I'm, I cannot wait to play more of that game. Really <laughs> back, pleased. Back at the box quote, if you enjoy watching lungs collapse, you will enjoy Sniper Elite from John. All brains, <laughs> all brains exploding or ball sacks bursting, you are sorted. <laughs> if, you, if you like watching ball sacks burst, though, you might be in a different business. Um, not in that way. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, I, I, as it stands at the moment, I highly recommend it. I will have a review out uh, this week. It's, it's, uh, a very, it, it's a very bad time for that game to come out. Yeah, I mean, you've got a lot of games coming out. Um, and again, with what, 14th you've got For Honor, isn't it, as well? For Honor's and out, got, and Halo Wars, uh, Halo Wars. Is, on, is on Friday. But they are different games. They are. They, they, are not... they are, but like, if you'd have moved it one week in either direction... You might have been the best game out that week, you know. Yeah, I I would argue that in my opinion, it probably is going to be the best game out this week. But I know For Honor isn't for me, and again, I've heard a lot of good things about For Honor. It's just my, not my type of game. Um, I think it'll still do well. I think there's enough people who like the third one who want to play some more of it. Yeah, I think they'll do okay. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, that's it. Else? That's all the play. All right. No, that's that's so let's talk to Jay. I know you're going to dig deep into Neo, but anything else before we get to that? Yeah, sure. Um, I actually played a little indie game. Um, thanks to Tom Brady, I won my bet for Super Bowl, so I got a bunch of games on Steam. So I picked up a couple of things that uh, that had my interest, that a lot of people have. Uh, well, not too many, because it's a very, very niche game, this one in particular. It's called uh, One Shot, that I got. Um, I'm assuming no one's heard of it, and... No one's probably gonna. Uh, it's a very small indie title. It's like it's like ten bucks or something like that. But what I heard about this game is that it has a tendency of breaking the fourth wall in very very interesting ways. So you know, I'm I'm interested in that kind of thing where you know the game developers really get into uh, breaking the fourth wall and kind of trying to play with the player's expectations in different ways. That's one of the reasons why I really like Undertale uh, to begin with. So I heard of this game, and it's got this really charming 2D uh, pixel art style. It's like it's like an RPG puzzle thing where it doesn't have any combat. You're kind of going across this world as this uh, kind of like child creature thing. I'm not sure what it is. It's kind of like cat ear or something like that called Nico. And um, he or she, I'm not sure what the gender is, but he's holding like a, a light bulb. It's like a big light bulb. And when this, uh, Nico picks it up, it gets bright, and it's, they, they call it the sun, right? So she or the uh, Nico is holding the sun, and he's trying to bring it to a place, like a tower or someplace like that, because the the previous sun is about to go out, and it's supposed to be like this messiah, this person that's supposed to uh, save this world, in a world uh, kind of filled with robots and like kind of like these weird people that uh, 
don't quite look human, but they, they look close enough. But more interestingly, what this game does is that it really kind of plays with your expectations because the Nico character and the narrator kind of addresses you as a player. At the very beginning of the game, you actually put in your name, and they address you by name. And they'll constantly talk to you about things, like you as the player. And they kind of see you as kind of this like godly figure inter- intervening in these events of this world. And what they do is that uh, the game will like constantly do things to kind of surprise you. There are some puzzle elements to the game where it's impossible to solve normally, but the narrator and the Nico would actually interact with you personally, and you start seeing things in your desktop start to change. At one point, the game actually literally changes my wallpaper to fit a piece of a puzzle within the game, and it kind of minimize, minimizes the game as this happens, so it kind of fits. I had to drag like text windows out I have to search files inside my own desktop to try to look for hidden things. And these little kind of like Easter egg hunts are actually really, really interesting. And something that you don't see a lot of games do. And the story itself is pretty interesting. I'm not sure where they're going to take it. And um, because of the overall presentation and how creative they are with the puzzle, I'm enjoying it a lot. And uh, the reason why the game is called One Shot is that you apparently have one shot to beat the game. One shot to help Nico. Uh, bring the sun to its rightful place. And that's all you have. Like, if you fail or if something happens, that's it. Like, you can no longer try again or something like that. Well, that's the impression that I've gotten. I haven't failed yet, so I don't know. But, yeah, th- that concept along with all these uh, fourth wall breaking stuff is really fascinating. So if you, if any of those kind of things that I, uh, that I said interest you, if you previously liked games like Undertale, then uh, give it a shot. So it's on Steam now, and I've been enjoying it. I'm going to definitely beat it and play more of it. Uh, the other two games I can't talk about, uh, but I'll say what they are. Story of Seasons, Tree of Towns. I'm playing that on the 3DS. It's a nice game to have on the go uh, so that, you know, I get to play something when I'm waiting. Um, I'm in, I'm like, waiting rooms a lot, so that's good. Uh, I'm also just recently got Torment Ties of Nomura. If, um, you guys familiar with uh, Planescape Torment at all? I remember the game, but I don't know that I've ever played it. Um, feels like some game like Ryan. Like, have you ever played this game at all, Ryan? No, he's he's gone. Uh, it no, sounds I'm like here. no, oh, okay. I, no, I have not. Oh, okay, it's like an old, really classic PC game. It seems like something you might have like looked at at one point. Wait, hold on, say it again. Uh, Planescape Torment. It's really. Oh really no, good. it's it's no, I haven't. So I've you played haven't. the Baldur's Gate games, mm-hmm. um, which are kind of built on the same. Yes, yes. Thing. But Planescape is the, uh, essentially, it's the text-heavy version of a Baldur's Gate game. Yes, extremely text-heavy. And one of the things that people have told me about it, I've tried to play Planescape Torment like two, three times. And the game really hasn't aged well. That I would have loved to kind of played it when it was new. You know, when it was shiny and new and all the, all the mechanics were kind of tolerable because we didn't have any better at the time. Yeah. But... What I've been told is that it has one of the finest stories in a video game ever created. That's what I've been constantly been told over and over and over again. When they start linking like like story arcs or storylines and characters uh, in in games in general, you see Planescape uh, Torment on top three, top five, like top yeah. one of that list all the time. And generally, my understanding. Um, so, I mean, you're right from the sense that um, it is the type of game that I would have loved in the mid '90s. Right. Um, but I just never got around to playing it. But 
Um, from what I understand, everything that you're describing mm-hmm. is only possible because of the mechanics that are outdated at this point. Um, yeah. So the the fact that it has such an amazing story is really only because, like a big part of why it has an amazing story is because it is so dialogue heavy. Right. Um, and, you know, the, the fact that it is so dialogue heavy is also what makes it um, somewhat uh, drag a little bit, I guess is mm-hmm. the best way to put it. Yeah. Um, but even with that fact, you know, you know me and stories and video games, I always chase after the ones that people say are good. And I always try to discover new ones for myself. So this is a series that I wanted to try out. And after the whole Kickstarter campaign that they did, the developers of the original, they made like a sequel. I'm not sure what it is. Is it a sequel prequel? I don't. I haven't looked into what it is. But I'm actually kind of pretty interested in seeing what this game is about. I haven't even loaded it up yet because I'm finishing up Neo. But this is one that I'm, I have a lot of high expectations because it has the pedigree. And I hope this will give me the same kind of experience that people had when they played uh, Planescape Torment for the first time uh, way back when. Because to me, I think it's impossible for me to go back and play those games and get the same kind of experience anymore. So yeah. hopefully this will be the next best thing. I'll, I'll, I'll talk more about it once the embargo's up uh, at uh, late February, but hopefully it'll be good. And uh, lastly, I played a heck of a lot of Neo. Um, I actually finished recording a video for it yesterday um, to go along with the review that I'm going to write today. And I'll have it. I'll have it to you, Ken. And uh, what I'll say is that, as Ken said, uh, this is a game that it has a lot of different, different mechanics from a variety of games. It has the Ninja Gaiden really twitch timing base, like just frame kind of like parrying how fast it is and how satisfying it is to fight those really giant bosses. It has the Souls mechanic of discovering really like perilous uh, zones of areas and things, everything that just want to kill you. It has a challenge level that the souls are also known for as well. But it also has like the loot system of Diablo. And not just in the fact that you just gain loot as you, you know, progress the game, but the fact that you can customize your loot. Not just in the fact that, you know, you have all these different types of weapons and items that you can equip on yourself. You can start forging items that you like. You can start upgrading them to match the levels of the items that you're currently getting. I carried one sword called the Raikiri that I got early in the game, and I kept leveling them up because I really love the thunder aspect of it because as you hit enemies with a lightning-based item, after a certain amount of hits, they get hit with a status element called Electrified. And uh, even bosses aren't immune to status elements in this game. Which I think is pretty fair. And uh, when they're electrified, they're slowed. They they move at like half the speed they normally do. And that allows for fights that against like really fast enemies to be much more manageable. And because they're slower, that means you can get more hits in, you can do more damage, and it's just it's really smooth sailing from that point. Um, and on top of that, you know, you get all these different types of weapons. Like, I actually tried every single weapon. I didn't know which one I would like the most. I obviously started with a katana. Very standard, but at the same time, it's, uh, it is basically the jack of all. You know, it has decent range. It has decent damage. It's, it's, you know, it's fairly fast, but it doesn't really dominate in any one field. So I started trying things like the spear, you know, the master of the range and trying to do that. And man, it just, 
I just I really fell in love with the dual blades at the end, which I'm still using. And because this is not a game where you find the weapon in Dark Souls, right? You swing that weapon with the R1, R2. That's all you're ever gonna do with that weapon. You know, it doesn't matter. But in Neo, you get skill points. You get samurai skill points that you can put into your uh, proficiency with your weapon, and that'll unlock a whole new subset of skills. Some of them are incredibly elaborate. I have one skill in particular, well, two skills in particular that I love to use with dual blades. One is one where I start sh- sh- like I said, uh, slashing, uh, slashing constantly as I'm dashing towards the enemy. So when like an when like a bunch of tiny enemies are in front of me, I do that slashing attack. I just dash straight through the enemy. I get to that archer in like half a second that's trying to kill me. I kill him in like half a you know like one or two swings. And I have another attack that's like an AOE tornado thing, where I summon like a tornado. I spin my body. I hit all the enemies around me like three four times depending on how close they are. So you have all these really neat techniques. That also work in conjunction with all the basic amenities of the key, where you do the key, you know, like uh, refreshing your timing with the. Basically, after you do an attack, you can get a lot of your stamina back by pressing the R1 button. Yeah, it's basically active reload, and the timing is different from every attack that you do. So it's very, very skill based. Once you get more familiar, once you get better at the game, it feels like you're rewarded so much. I haven't I haven't enjoyed a combat engine in a video game this much in ages. Like, oh man, it's like the meticulous timing of the patience required for tackling some of the bosses and enemies, especially when there's a bunch of different guys coming at you at once. You have to really be careful because, boy, if they if they start you know like chain locking you down and they start getting a couple hits in, even with the best gear that I could possibly muster at like level 150, I still die in like two three hits from like random ass enemies. So I have to play carefully, even though I'm really powerful and I can kill things very quickly. They kill me just as quick. So I'm, I never feel quite safe, but that also adds to the challenge of it all. So I, I've fallen in love with this game. This game is easily the best game I've played this year and top contender for game of the year so far. And I, I can't hey, say uh, enough good things about it. Yeah. Um, I want to ask both of you, um, uh, Ken, Ken and Jay, um, did you change the control schemes any? Um, no, I'm using default. No, I'm using default. Okay, okay. I, I was, I was tempted to change over to the more uh, Souls style of game. I've, it, I've always preferred you... to have my attacks on the face buttons. That's one of the things I don't like about Souls games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, I, I was kind of thinking the same way, but I was also thinking, you know, <clears throat> since the since you know I I've played you know like Bloodborne and stuff like that, you know. Would it be better if I change it to the to the shoulder buttons? So yeah, I yeah. Do. That's why this game always this game, like I said, makes me feel Ninja Gaiden combat. And yeah. those those buttons mm. have always been on the face for me. Like true, I I I have never like every time I pick up a Souls game, I'm like, oh yeah, the fucking attacks are on the trigger. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That, that was the only thing I wanted to ask. Um, well, the thing about controls, Jason, is that basically there's no one right answer. It's wh- whatever makes you most comfortable, right? So mm-hmm. I suggest if you're interested in you know trying them out and changing it, uh, if they work better for you, if they feel more comfortable, yeah, go right ahead. That's why the control options exist for that very reason. 
Uh, there's no reason okay. for you to stick to one thing. Uh, yeah, but for that particular boss, like like Ken said, it's all about that hit and run technique, right? Because you die much quicker than the boss does, so you have to be very careful with your health. And also, yeah. the thing about it is that you don't actually have to kill that boss all the way to the end. No. After after you kill him about halfway through, you can activate your guardian spirit, and that'll end the fight. <clears throat> so you have to only do about fifty percent of his life, and then you win the fight after you activate the guardian spirit. So you're you're, nice. you're you should be getting there. Sure. Cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, shit, I can, I can do a whole entire show about Neo, talking about <laughs> stances, equipment levels, talking about the co-op experience. Oh, actually, I do have one fun anecdotal story about co-op that I did. So, the co-op in this game is that, um, you can basically choose to do, like, a random encounter, where the, the you know, the person that has, you know, summoned most recently is gonna pull you in. So, I, I get into this guy's game, and this is a mission, I'm, like, level 150, and this is, like, a level 50-ish mission. So I go in, and then the guy died at this boss, and he summoned me right outside the shrine. We walk in. I use my buffs, I use my debuffs, and I kill the boss in, like, two combos, and he just falls apart. And then after that point, there's actually, this is a stage with two bosses. So I'm trying to finish this stage with this guy, and this guy is searching every single nook and cranny of the the level, and I'm trying to kind of, like, push him towards the end because i want to be done with this mission i want to get out i want to do other things right so i can understand the fact that he wants to explore on his own but i'm kind of trying to push him towards the right way to go but he keeps getting lost this is a very complicated level and he keeps getting lost of where he where he needs to go (laughs) so i was following him along for like 20 30 minutes trying to get him to the right place eventually it got so bad that i started putting these things called signpost talismans on the ground and what they are is light pillars that come up the ground that I can put down on the ground for people, right? I put down 46 of them. Starting from where he got lost to where he needs to progress, like cookie trails. And then he eventually followed the light pillars and got to the boss and then we beat it. And then, But the fact that I had that <laughs> experience was really, really fantastic because, I mean, I didn't see that kind of thing happening at all. So that, I thought that was really good. And I, I ended up helping that guy out at the end. So that felt pretty good. But yeah, fucking Neo, man. It's, it's good stuff. Awesome. Yep. That's it for me. Alright. Well, I will finish this off. I'll start off by saying I apologize that I did not get to talk about Double Dragon 4. I don't, I don't, I don't get to talk about the games I played this no, week. Right. I, forgot about, game, I forgot man. about you. I apologize. You've been so quiet. Damn. I mean, I show up <laughs> and you don't even want to talk to me about the games I played this week. Alright, so I'm going to finish this up and I'm going to... No, go ahead, go ahead. So, I, I, I thought you already talked... I swear to God, I'm getting old. Yeah, well... Man. Um, so, I uh, I played um, the For Honor beta uh, specifically so that I could get used to the Xbox controller since... Uh, since uh, Ken and uh, Killer Wolverine convinced me to get it on the Xbox. Hey, we'll play with you. We'll be there. Despite my best judgment. Um, And uh, uh, so now I'm I'm trying to reaccustom myself to the Xbox controller for the moves of my character. Um, So I went online last night and owned some folks. So I think I'm good. Um, let, let me let I'm, me let me I'm just say you will be happy that you did this because everybody who has ignored us and and went you know PS4 because everybody said they were going to play it there they <clears> stopped <throat> playing after two days. Yeah, 
That happened with Injustice, with Mortal Kombat, or not Injustice, but Mortal Kombat and a couple other games. Everybody's like, oh yeah, we'll play on PS4, we'll play, we'll play. They didn't play. They didn't play. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, um, the, the specific reason I'm buying it on Xbox is so I can play with you guys. So if you guys, if, if you guys don't play, I'm gonna be mad. I've got mine preloaded uh, already. I'm ready to go. Okay. Alright, so, um, I, um, I played a, a decent, I'd say, amount of that. Just, like I said, trying to, to re-familiarize myself and make sure I'm ready to go for Tuesday. Um, the, uh, um, I've already got some matchups that I'm just not a fan of. Um, so, for for example, the now I can't remember the name of the character, the knight that has a flail. I think it's uh, Conqueror. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not a fan of that matchup. Uh, it's a hard. The I play the Orochi, and the class uh, is very based on dodging and deflections. You can't, it's, you can't do it's that. It's hard to dodge and deflect there. So, um, but uh, the rest of the the classes, I found I found a pretty good way to to, to match up against them. So, I'm uh, I'm pretty excited for that to come out on uh, on Tuesday. I, I got a question. How different yeah. are the classes exactly? Is there like night and day, or do they kind of all play the same with like one caveat? No, they're they're pretty different. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. So, I mean, just at the high level, um, the three classes that you start with. Are uh, vanguard, <coughs> excuse me, vanguard classes, where <coughs> you you select whether you want to do um, uh, high left or right, and as soon as you flick that way on the stick, you stay blocking in that direction. Mm-hmm. But the assassin classes, they don't sort of continually block. Hmm. Um, you have to actually flick the stick that direction when the attack comes in order to block it. Oh, um, so blocking is so much just, harder for them. Okay, just that at a high level makes the classes p- play differently. But um, even outside of that, for for example, the uh, the Orochi that I play, um, he has a move where if you back dodge and then hit the heavy attack button, he basically crouches and loads a strike and then dashes forward with it. That attack by itself can be canceled out of into two different other attacks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he also, like I said, he has a deflection where um, there are th- there are three ways for that character specifically that you can respond to an attack. You can either block it, you can parry it, which is where you make sure you're pointed the same direction as your opponent, and then you hit heavy attack right when the attack comes in, <coughs> or you can deflect. And <coughs> excuse me, to deflect, you have to dodge in the same direction your per- the opponent is attacking, out of that deflection, there are at least three different attacks that you can do just coming out of that deflection. Is is um, the is a deflect follow-up one of those things where you shove a guy towards different directions to like knock him off the stage or something? That's a guard break. Guard break, um, okay. Yeah. How do you do that? So, uh, you, there's a guard break button. Um, hmm. So by default, I think it's X on the Xbox or Square on the PlayStation. Um that does the guard break, and then if you tap it again, it does a throw. Um, How do you stop someone from guard breaking you then? There's a um, there's a guard break counter mm. uh, where you have to hit the button at a certain time in order to counter their guard break. And then it'll guard break them instead. Is that how that yeah, works? Basically, okay. yeah. Uh, cool. I don't know if it guard breaks them or if it just 
stops them from guard breaking you. I can't remember. It's probably um, like a, it's probably like a double throw in like a yeah, yeah. They, can't, they cancel each guard other break out. seems very very strong from like a lot of the some of the gameplay footage that I've seen. Like they will guard break and then you immediately throw them off the stage and they just die instantly. You yeah like you every can, time. Um, but it's it's very um, you got to be if you're playing against people who know what they're doing. Um, you're going to get owned if you try to do that because um, the guard break is much slower than the fast attack. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if you try, you're going to get fast attacked out of it and it's, you're going to, you're going to end up uh, either whiffing because you got to have a a pretty, you got to be pretty close to hit it or the other person is going to hit a fast attack and you're going to get canceled out of it and they're going to get a couple free hits on you. So um, it's, there's a lot of that. It's what I was saying last week. This really is a fighting game. Um, it's not a. It's not a um, uh, character action, third person action game. It's a fighting game. Um, you just happen to, on occasion, fight more than one person at once. So there's a lot of mechanics like that, feints and cancels, and I mean, Drew Drew would be right at home because uh, it's there's there's it's very. Um, Street Fighter esque as it relates to cancels and some of that stuff. Okay, you think this game will have um, a lasting appeal, or is this just going to be a fad for a couple of weeks and then people are just going to die off? I think that um, what will happen is you'll get a ton of people buy it at launch, thinking it's a character action game. Yeah, mm. they'll play it for a couple weeks. They'll be frustrated because they can't figure out why they keep losing. <laughs> but I think there will be a consistent player base. Good. That plays it a lot, but I think most of the consistent player base is going to play the one versus one. Yeah, um, really? and I and I really think I, it, to your point is there as well. I think this game is going to be impossible to penetrate in a month because the yeah. people the people who are out there that continuously play it for this month are going to be way too fucking good. Oh, that's true. We, I didn't even think of that. When I go into the game new and not having played the beta, I'm going to get fucking trashed. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, but the good news is the thing that will help it, I think, is that the AI is so good. Um, So not only does it does the AI in the game give you a legitimate way to practice because the the AI is good. It's not just cheap. Um, But uh, but it also you can play if you want to keep playing, but you're not good enough to play with real human players. You can still play against the AI and have a good time. Yeah, um, we did. We did that. It, it's it's actually really fun. Yeah, I mean, co-op versus the AI is great. It's um, you know, it's it's like um, it it would be like the difference between a casual mode and a hardcore mode. Um, hmm. Will probably what it ends up being within a couple weeks because all the good people are going to stay player versus player. Not all of them, but a lot of them. And the folks who are uh, mediocre to beginners are going to hang around in the in the player versus AI. Um, so I, I think I think that by itself probably helps keep it from completely falling off a cliff once all the good players <coughs> are uh, sort of established. Yeah, they kind of run the table then. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, but I'm I'm really looking forward to it. It's the most um, the most I've anticipated a game of its type in a long time. I had a ton of fun with two of the different betas and, and spent many many hours playing them 
and I and I like the fact that it it has progression and loot and customization. Like that's the kind of stuff that keeps me playing a game like that. Also, thankfully, has um, uh, has modes like the dual mode where um, you don't have the benefits of your loot. Yes. Right, so so that you don't have to worry about mm, that's good. Um, people out leveling each other just based on loot. So um, there's some really cool mechanics in there. Um, so for example, um, in uh, in an elimination game mode, the only way to come back is to be revived by one of your teammates. Um, but if you um, if you defeat someone with an execution, so basically to execute somebody, you have to kill them with a heavy attack and then push. Uh, an extra button at the end to do like an execution move, they can't be revived. Um, so there's some there's some give and take there. If you try to execute them so that they can't be revived, obviously that's going to help your team, but it's also a lot harder because the heavy attacks are slow, and you got to make sure you land it the right way. Um, are you invincible during the animation? Uh, as far as I know, during the animation, like the execution animation, you are. Okay, but it's just the getting to it um, because you're definitely not invincible when you're trying to do the heavy attack. Mm. If you get uh, dodged or if you get light attack out of it, um, you're going to get punished pretty quick. Uh, I think the final question I have right now is that you know it is a Ubisoft game. It is. How bad is the season pass slash microtransactions? Do you think it's going to be or? Do you know of any details of that facet? I, I haven't heard um, anything about any of the microtransactions. I'd guess most of them will center around loot and characters. Mm. Do you uh, know anything about this, Ken? Uh, the only thing I know is that the season pass will introduce two new factions, if I oh, remember boy. correctly. That's going to fucking kill that game competitively. The, the, the three factions that are started are the Vikings, the Samurai, and the Knights, I believe and I don't remember what they're adding after that. Yeah, I haven't really heard too much about the season pass. I know uh. that uh, with the, they sent me the gold edition, so I have all mm-hmm. the bonus stuff. I guess one of them like shoots off like confetti or something when I do an execution. Nice. Which is kind of funny. Sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm very just, interested to see the campaign in uh, this game as it, well. It does sound like, though, so here I just looked it up. Um... The season pass will add six new heroes available seven days before they are released to all four honor players. Uh, so you okay. only get to play them early. Okay, um, sure. So the uh, uh, yeah, it says season pass includes six all new heroes available seven days before release to all players. Six elite outfits to customize the new heroes. Day one war pack. I have no idea what that is. Exclusive sunbeam effect on emotes for all heroes. Three exclusive emblems, three scavenger crates, and 30-day champion status that gives XP boost to friends. More XP from crafting and additional end match loot. As long as it's all it's for all players, it's fine. I mean, it's pretty scummy to do the whole early access aspect of it to you know people that pay extra money. That is literally giving them power. Uh, but that's fine. And as long as the every player gets it. Because otherwise, you're going to have like a diversity in the player base because you're not going to have certain characters to unlock. And when you're fighting against characters that you have no idea what they're capable of, then you're yeah. obviously going to get fucking railed. So that's good. Uh, that, that actually um, re, uh, 
that's very reassuring to hear that every every person that buys for honor or plays for honor is going to get every character um, you know, a week later, but every character right. all the same. Yeah, That's and I, I, I guess the other difference probably because you you only start the game with three characters. You have access to nine, but you only start with three, um, and you have to buy the other six with in-game currency that you earn um, through fights and stuff like that. So, um, but honestly, just completing the um, the opening tutorial gives you enough to buy four characters. So Okay, sure. Or you can or if you already know which character you want to play, you can just buy one and then spend the rest on sort of uh the the loot gotcha mechanic. Hmm. Cuz there's okay. a there's a there's a gotcha mechanic in it where you spend 500 steel and you um you basically get a randomized section of five pieces of loot and you're guaranteed two of them to be two levels higher than you or something like that. I don't remember how it works. <laughs> I would so. be very interested to see where this game sits in three months. Yeah. yeah. Me t- um, at the very least, like I said, um, it'll get play from me because even if the player base dwindles down, I'll be able to fight against the AI. So um, I'm, uh, I'm pumped. I can't wait. This is actually, um, I don't think it's a secret. I don't buy games anymore. Um, very, very rarely do I actually pay full price money for a game. Well, I never pay full price money. I just pre-order on, my, on Amazon and get my Prime discount. But um, very rarely do I buy new games. Um, the last one I bought was Dishonored 2, which was the first one I had bought in a long, long time. And uh, I have, I now have pre-ordered For Honor and uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild. So... Um, to, to, to be prepared to own two new games within two weeks of each other is kind of crazy for me right now. God, Zelda's two weeks away. Uh, Holy shit. Two weeks away. Oh, my God. I know. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So other than that, I, uh, I mentioned the RetroPie that I built last week. Um, I played some of that. My son and I played uh, Turtles in Time this morning. Mm, lovely game. Which is still freaking awesome. I know, dude. Best uh, Turtles game ever. Yep. Uh, as soon as it started and it did the Big Apple 3AM, I was like, <laughs> I'm back. Um, so we played some of that. And uh, I played some Tecmo Super Bowl this morning. Just to, I bought um, a USB NES controller and uh, just to test it out. And uh, I, I bought a USB Super Nintendo controller, too. And... Um, so I played some of that this morning just to kind of test those controllers out, and make sure they were working the way I wanted them to. Uh, but um, that's pretty much. Oh, and then I'm um, playing Blood and Wine. My goal is to finish that before Tuesday. Um, I'm on the part. This isn't a spoiler. I'm on the part in the final mission or in the mission main mission where it splits, and you have to basically make a choice. Um. So I'm uh, I'm at that part right now and just uh, trying to get that knocked out before before I finish. I've uh, <clears throat> I I do um now wait Jay you have or have not finished the DLC Blood and Wine yeah no I got sidetracked with review games I okay. I got I got I got to the point where you get the vineyard and then you do like two more missions afterwards right yep. um. The um and Ken, you haven't finished it either, right? I haven't even started Blood and Wine. I'm still working on Hearts of Stone. 
Okay. So I'm going to be um, – I'll be super vague here because this isn't really a spoiler, but it's so freaking cool, and I just noticed it, and I have to make sure I talk about it. <laughs> um, this DLC uh, actually connects directly to one of the trailers for this game before the, the base game was even out. In fact, it connects to one of the trailers of the game in a way that basically indicates the trailer takes place after everything, after the main quest of the, the Witcher game, after Blood and Wine, um, the tr- one of the trailers of the game takes place, and it leads not directly in, but pretty much directly in, mm. which is amazing to me that they already had all of this planned out years ago when this game launched. Um, yeah. That's, that's freaking Yeah, they've been planning stuff. planning this narrative for so long. It's, it's yep. masterful. Yep. So, um, I know I just noticed that today, and um, it just makes me shake my head um, at how freaking cool that is and how much thought and effort has gone into this story. I also, I was thinking about this today. I figured out why I think that um well so setting my witcher fandom aside one of the things that works the best about this game is also one of the things that in my opinion and john may agree or disagree with me here is also the thing that makes assassin's creed syndicate the best assassin's creed game and that and that is that the character the main character that you play has a well-defined characterization outside of any choices that you make, right? The character is who they are. You come into the game where the character is already a badass, right? They're already well-respected. They're already well-known. People already respect their abilities, right? And your decisions about what the character does are in a very narrow scope. So what I mean by that is for The Witcher, for example, um, you can make decisions. You can, quote, role play a little bit, um, but you can't play a Geralt that is straight out evil Mm. because that's not who he is. Right. Right. He's a predefined character. Now, you can make some decisions within the game as to how invested he is in different things. Right or how sort of casually he plays stuff, but you can't make decisions that are straight out evil, which is what I think helps tie the narrative together here, compared to something like say Mass Effect, where which I loved, right? It's one of my favorite series, but the narrative fi- kind of fell to pieces, and I think one of the reasons the narrative kind of fell to pieces is there's too much player choice related to the main character of the game. Um, if you want, you can play a shepherd who is pretty much straight out evil in the Mass Effect games. Or you can make a whole bunch of different decisions, but at the end of the day, you are the one who is primarily responsible for designing the main character of the game. Which, by itself, hurts the narrative. Right. Because you don't have anything to anchor onto. Does that make sense? Actually, so, Ryan, that that makes tremendous sense because that's actually the exact 
comment that I made about Xenoblade Chronicles X. Because when I played Xenoblade Chronicles, that was a game that had a set protagonist, you know, like defined world, defined characters, and you can make certain choices here and there. But it's a it's a linear narrative more or less. But in X, you make your own character, right? And you have your own dialogue choices to make. And not having that central character to follow, it makes the overall narrative like much weaker. Just initially, it does. And yeah. I, so I, 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 I recognize that they're kind of going for different things. But when I compare, um, and some people may view this as an unfair comparison, but when I compare, say, The Witcher to uh, Dragon Age Inquisition, <laughs> even though the lore in both games is good, the story in Inquisition doesn't hold up because I'm responsible for all of the characterization out of the, the main character. Um, and it, it sort of, I don't know, it makes it feel a little more flat. If that makes sense, um, which is why I have concerns about um, Andromeda, um, because it sounds like you're kind of, uh, even though you're, you're you're the you're the son of, uh, I don't know, your dad and your sister are both in Andromeda or whatever. It does still sound like you're kind of a blank slate character, um, and I just don't know how well the blank slate character works. Um, in games like this compared to somebody that's got a little more characterization. Oh. Uh, I, I think you hit it on the nail. Like They're going for different things, right? It's very, sure. very different things. Uh, we're talking about, we're learning more about Geralt of Rivia. You know, he has a rich history. He has a dark past and unraveling what he has done in the past was a thing that we did. And we look back to a game like uh, in, in Kotar, right? We look back yep. to Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, you you kind of made your own character, but that character also had a history, right? He's not a blank slate. And then, you know, the the whole twist of learning the, who this person was before he became the person that you created him to be, living this double life, that was compelling in its own way. But I feel like Bioware has lost its edge in terms of narrative and storytelling in general. Uh, in that regard, I feel like they haven't really done a good job since, let's say, like... I don't know. I I felt like the original Dragon Age was pretty good, even as a as an original. Uh, was it um, as yeah. a character that you made because of the world and how intricate it was, and the characters around that your side characters were much more interesting than yourself, who was a blank slate. But yeah, that's an interesting look into narrative in video games in general. Yeah, I think I think that I think it just illustrates the danger of having too much player choice. Mm. Um, because even like, uh, I think, I think there's kind of been this, this trend over the last 10 years in gaming. Um, and uh, you know, listen, one of my favorite game series of all time, the Elder Scrolls series is 100% player driven. Um, there, there's very little narrative about your character that you don't sort of build on your own. Um, but the um, Knights of the Old Republic is a great example because, yeah, you can shape your character in that game with the decisions you make and the dialogue you have. But the most memorable part of the game is where the the game basically says, screw whatever development you think you've done with this character. We're taking control out of your hands and telling you this is your character's backstory. Now deal with that change. Right. That's that's the most compelling part of the game because the developer stepped in and said, I don't care if you want him to have been a bad guy. He was. Now you decide what happens from here. 
Uh, I like how we're still dancing around the spoilers to that game, and it's what fifteen years old. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. it's such a good twist. It's, so, it's, it's probably it is, one of the man. best it's twists so in good. gaming. Like yeah. I, I, I never, ever. I never saw that coming. Yeah, I think it's definitely. I, I think. Um, I think that one and the twist in Bioshock are probably my two oh, favorites. Yeah, Bioshock was real good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, that was my tangent. Um, I just. I was thinking about that this morning, and really I was thinking about it because I was trying to figure out why I'm not excited about the new Mass Effect. Um, and um, I think I think a lot of the games that have really appealed to me since Mass Effect 3 came out um, were the ones that had a um, really well-defined main character or set of main characters um, and had player agency, but didn't depend solely on the player for characterization. So anyway, right. that's my rant. Uh, that was my Gambus Con rant. The, the G Con rant. Yeah, that was very interesting because nice. you know, I I feel like you're someone that really appreciates story and gaming just as much as I, maybe even more. And um, it's an it's an interesting observation in how like Bioware and typically as a company has changed their focus into what they want to do. As a narrative, uh, narrative focus, and uh, yeah, that was interesting. Let's test it. Now, Ken, now <laughs> you can talk about what you played. Oh, please, thank you. Uh, like, I, like I said, I, I apologize for not being able to tell you about Double Dragon last week. I, if you bought it, I'm sorry. It's it's a bad game. Don't buy that game. <laughs> <laughs> is it a bad game because the game like mechanics hasn't aged well? No, 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 no. It's just it's bad. Like if it had just so, been a straight up like them taking the mechanics from it's it's weird because <clears throat> it seems like their template is the NES version, which mm-hmm. I don't I don't get. Yeah, me neither. Because that that's an arcade game, and you you should have taken the arcade game and built yep. it from that. But instead, totally you, agree. you build it from the NES version, and you tried to add things to it that it didn't need, like platforming. Mm. Double Dragon does not need platforming. That was the worst part of the NES game. Yeah, that was the worst part of the NES game. Yeah, and they tried to bring it back, and it's terrible. And it's crap. The fact that it's like glitch-ridden, like there's constant gl- the hitboxes are really <laughs> weird. Like sometimes mm. you can hit a dude from like twenty pixels away, and sometimes you can't hit him two pixels away. So can so can we get an N4G um, consensus answer here? What is the best Double Dragon game? The first one in the arcade. Okay. I mean, I don't I, I don't know how you get I, better I, than I, that. I don't have opinions on Double Dragon. I didn't play them when they are first See, came out. I'm probably that uh, we're not going to get a consensus <laughs> opinion then because I think um, I'm probably in the minority that Double Dragon Two is my favorite. Um, I would say that would be my second favorite. Um, the original arcade version probably be number one I played, for me. I played so much of that arcade version. Like, that NES version was weird to me. I mean, I still loved it, but it, it was not that arcade version. You know you know what's a better beat-em-up than Double Dragon? Other than, obviously, you know, Turtles in Time. River City uh, Ransom. Streets of Rage. River City Ransom. Yeah, River City Ransom I played a heck of a lot of on Nintendo days. And also Streets of Rage on Genesis. Yeah. Because yep. I, I had a yep. Genesis instead of uh, Super Nintendo, so I played a heck of a lot of Streets of Rage. And oh, man, that music. <sighs> Streets of Rage, like, 1, 2. Like, even 3 is good. I'll play all of them, man, dude. 
Yeah, games. I love I love Streets of Rage. Three is not yeah. a great game, but it's, it's not. It's not. But like two, holy two, shit. two is amazing. Oh, it's like masterpiece. Yeah, two is probably my favorite. Like I I really like two, but three yeah. three was bad, 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 bad game. Uh, I am playing a game I can't talk about. Uh, I can't even tell you what it is. So we're just gonna leave it at that. Um, is it bloody boobs? Because that game came out. It came out, and it's two dollars and ninety nine cents. Somebody needs to yeah. buy this game and play it, because I I need to know. I I got I got uh I got one of those curious streaks <laughs> in me. I didn't buy it. I feel like I I can spend a better better my two dollars somewhere else on like mcdonald's dollar menu or something so i didn't spend the money but i did watch a youtube full playthrough <laughs> of bloody boobs <laughs> which which took about 10 minutes on youtube uh, well, it's only two dollars and 99 cents i mean yeah this is a, wait it was yeah, a full playthrough that full took playthrough 10, minutes? In 10 minutes yeah it's uh oh, yeah. oh wow it's well it's a, it's it's one of those randomized games that you're supposed to play more than once <sighs> allow me to describe the gameplay for you are there boobs uh yes, actually there there are a pair of them in fact, and uh, guess what? They're not bloody. So first of all, betrayed. I mean, this is. <laughs> I mean, we started a Reddit post uh, talking about how this is the greatest betrayal from a game developer since you know No Man's Sky. Uh, we we started a petition to to you know get some kind of word, maybe some kind of lawful <laughs> engagement in this regard. But on top of that, what you do is you go around and you try to track down shrines, right? And you have to sh- you have to go to four of them, and then you have to pray to it, and then a portal opens, and you go into it, and you beat the game. That's it. While meanwhile, there's like enemies around, and these shrines are like randomly generated into different locations, and the shrines are just large large dicks. They they look like dicks. They're they're stone dicks. <laughs> and you pray to them. Really? Yes. And then you like you know you yeah you pray to them, and then you open up a portal while like these monsters chase you, and then. There's jiggling everywhere. You can wear a bag over your head. Yeah. You can you can wear a bag over your head. So what yeah. kind of game? It's it's would a chase you compare game. This to? It's a chase game. It's like you start and then you have to escape. There's a monster chasing you. That's that's yeah. the premise. That, that's it's as simple as that. But boy, boy, this game has gotten more conversation than most games that are not <laughs> as terrible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Three dollars. Bloody booze. <laughs> My God, I can't, I can't talk about this game anymore. Oh, <laughs> uh, but a game I can't talk about a uh, little bit. I can't tell you whether I can't give you like a final verdict on it, but I can talk about it. Is uh, is uh, Halo Wars Two? Played, mm. um, been playing through the campaign because you know up until the release of that game, nobody talked about the campaign, and the campaign was one of the things about the first game that I really, really loved. Um, an RTS on a console. If you if you go back in history, the only one that you can even remember that had good controls was Halo Wars, um, and it worked really well. And I'm happy to say that Halo Wars Two, it works really well. Um, and oh my God, this game has blur cinematics, which if you've never seen blur cinematics, whoo, we're talking like PlayStation era SquareSoft CGI. Ex- levels of excitement, like it's good. Hmm. It's really, blur, blur cinematics. It's a company that makes uh, CGI for uh, video games. They did uh, the cinematics for the Halo Two anniversary. 
I I actually thought you were talking about cinematics with the music from Blur. <laughs> Woohoo! No, yeah, exactly. No, I was no. like, oh, okay, that's that's okay. no. It's it's a it's a big <laughs> CGI company that does cutscenes for for different like movies, video games, things like that, and they have a reputation because if you've ever seen one of their cinematics, it will blow your mind. It they're absolutely just like jaw dropping, amazing. Um. And I have to say, so far, the story in Halo Wars 2 is really good, especially if you're deep into the Halo lore, which there is a lot of Halo lore. Um, yeah. So it's it's really good. I can't talk specifics, not that I would understand half of the specifics, because the Halo universe is extremely confusing for anybody who's ever tried to read into it. Oh, but so far, it's really good. One of the things that really strikes me is, you know, Xbox added uh, achievement rarity a while back. So whenever there was an achievement that would pop up that, you know, less than 10% of people who had played the game unlocked, like it would it would let you know, hey, this is a pretty rare achievement. Every single achievement in the campaign so far has been a rare achievement. <laughs> hmm. So I'm wondering if the reviewers are playing through the campaign. <laughs> like after I finish every mission, there's like an achievement for beating that mission and it pops up and says, this is a rare only 3% of people have unlocked this achievement. Uh, the the trophy and achievement thing is really telling when it comes to review copies of games. Oh, yeah. I told you, the, when Embargo went up for Neo, the, the trophy that you get for beating the game was sitting at 0.1%. Mm-hmm. But there was, so that there like was a hell of a lot of reviews out there, weren't there? Yeah, there were. So maybe, like, nobody of those people beat that game before they wrote that review? It's like, mm, sure. I mean, I Go guess ahead. with okay. Neo, it's a little different. Like, that game, I, I'd imagine a lot of the people that reviewed it would tell you straight up in the review, I couldn't fucking beat this game. <laughs> yeah, they they actually said that. I feel like, didn't Polygon make an article about, like, uh, <clears throat> we don't have a review ready yet because this game is too hard and I suck. And I was like, oh, that's honesty. Yeah. I appreciate it. And there were yeah. two people playing that game on Polygon, and it, uh, I think between the two of them, it took them like 100 and 80 hours to beat it. Oh, Jesus. Which is kind of funny, because it's like, wow. That's <laughs> that's, the, that's what they do for their, for their living. How can you be bad at something you do for your living? Because most of them, me. that's not, you know, they're they're just, it's that's the difference. It's That's their living. They don't do it because That makes they're... less sense. Like, that's like saying, like, oh, he's an electrician. He does it for a living, but he's terrible at it. You well, know, no, like, no, 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 no. Their their profession is journalism, is writing. It's different because a lot of them don't have... I mean, some of them are gamers, some of them are not. Some of them are casual, some of them are... It's it's different. It's weird. Video games is I, weird. I mean, you know what? I'm okay with people that are not familiar with the type of games that they're reviewing. Like, I've reviewed plenty of games where I was... Fucking that Nobunaga's Ambition game, like, whipped me... Harder than I've ever been whipped in my life from a video game. So I'm okay with those kind of new perspectives. But I feel like if your entire catalog of editors and journalists are bad at video games, there's something weird going on there. <laughs> there's, you got to have like a few people that are adept at certain genres, right? I well, I mean, you, you people who like enjoy it. those genres. I mean, journalism's a yeah. weird thing. It's like you can be good at writing, but maybe you're not good at Dark Souls. I don't know. It's weird. Mm. I just know that I'm playing through the Halo Wars campaign, and I've beat several of the missions, and every single one of them has been a rare achievement. So I don't know if everybody's playing multiplayer or what. But so far, yeah. I'm 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 having a good time. Like I'm. It's been since the second Star Starcraft expansion, Starcraft Two expansion, since I played an RTS campaign. 
Uh, are you playing it on uh, Xbox One or PC? Xbox One. The the PC version okay. we won't have access to until next week. So. Oh, okay. Um, I'm curious because how that would control via mouse and keyboard con- compared to a controller. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's the, I have the definitive edition of the original, and it's straight up RTS. You know, point click, mm-hmm. move around. But the the control stuff they've done is really cool. Like you tap the RB, uh, the bumper to uh, select all units in the on the screen. And then you double tap it to select all units. And then you can swap between unit types once you have them selected by pressing, I think it's A, the A button or something like that. Um, the D-pad lets you switch between armies. You can set hotkey armies. Um, you can switch back to the base using the D-pad. Um, the left and right triggers pull up menus for you know uh, different abilities that you can unlock. I like that your units level up over the course of a match. So, like, the more people they kill or the more, you know, ground they cover, they, they, they get stronger and tougher to kill. Um, it's it's just really well designed, like the first Halo Wars was. So cool. It's real easy to get in and play. It's fun. It's got a good story. Um, and I feel this is a game that nobody's talking about. <laughs> when is it coming up? Uh, the Ultimate Edition Access is on Friday, uh, the full game, uh, if wow. you just buy the regular, is out next Tuesday. I, yeah, you're right. I had no idea this was even coming out. Yep. And I don't okay. think half the people do. And it's weird. I, I get it. It's an RTS on a console. I mean, how often do we talk about RTSs on consoles? Not very much. But this is a fucking Halo game, you know? It's kind of crazy yeah. that there isn't a little bit of hype out there for it. Um, I played some Berserk. Oh, tell me. What's the How's subtitle? Nice. What's the subtitle? Berserk and the Band of the Hawk, I think is what it's called. Uh, probably. Like yeah. uh, unlike John's experience, this is the Muso-ass Muso game. <laughs> yeah. So, and, I mean, I, at this point, you talk about Muso games, you know what they are. They're square, 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 triangle. Square, 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 triangle. Square, square, triangle. You know, you level up, you get stuff on the battlefield, there's a story which this has over two hours of anime. Oh yeah? Cool. Okay. As the cutscenes. Uh, what part of this... Hey, are you familiar with Berserk at all? I don't I don't know the story of Berserk. I know that oh, it's, okay. a dude, it's a dude named Guts who's really mad mm-hmm. and he has a big giant sword <laughs> and he yeah. he bloodies people up. Yeah, he uh, kind of slices through people like they're made up of like hot butter. So I but, know I, I know there's uh-huh. been conversation around this, but uh, apparently the opening level in this game is a scene that's fairly popular with this anime, which is like this girl being strung up and apparently like tortured or something. Yeah, she gets raped. Uh huh. Yeah, and uh, that's in the game. Like that's the first level, and then it kind of seems like it goes back in time. Yeah, okay, they're, they're doing it that way. Is it back in time where Guts is, like, younger, he has both of his eyes and stuff, right? Uh, yeah, and he's, he's like, a, a killer for hire, so... Yeah, like, mercenary. People so hire... they're doing the same same mercenary, the uh, Band of the Hawk arc. Yeah. There's multiple arcs to Berserk, and uh, that's the most popular one of the bunch, for yeah, sure. Yeah, th- that's what this is. Like, the first level after that that scene with the girl is him working for this king to overtake a castle. And then the, yep. the anime cutscene afterward is him like getting paid and saying, "Oh, I don't do that. I'm a badass." <laughs> How violent is this game? There's blood everywhere. 
Okay. Is it like dismemberment everywhere too? Or no? You see it when you're doing it, like dudes' heads come off and people get cut in half, but it's a Warriors Muso game, so like before they hit the ground, their bodies already yeah, disappear. Yeah, disappear. Yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, there's blood everywhere. You can turn it off. That's fine. It's straight Muso. There's a free mode. There's a an endless mode. Like th- th- every checkbox for a Muso game, it's in here. Uh, and it's and it's just like any Warriors game. If you enjoy the content of Berserk, you're probably going to enjoy this Warriors game. So, okay. You know, not a whole lot to talk about there. And of course, I played Overwatch. Uh, going to finish. I might play once more before the thing ends, because as soon as it ends, I'm taking a break, and me and Wombat and Justin are going to play some For Honor. That's true. It's, uh, that's that actually perfect timing because yeah, right, wow. you know, yeah. As, as soon as the Overwatch event ends, For Honor launches, and that's what I'm going to be playing in place of Overwatch for probably a little while. So, but yeah, I, I can't even boot up For Honor. It, like reviewers got their codes on. I think I got mine Friday, and it's just to let you preload it because the servers don't go live till 9 p.m. Pacific on Monday night. So there you go. But yeah, we've we we've got it downloaded. We're ready to go. Ready to cut some dudes up with some Vikings because that sounds super fun. But let's talk Vikings. about Vikings. I I I like the Vikings. I had fun playing as the Vikings. They're not bad. Um, what's coming out this week? There's a few things. Uh, Earthlock Festival of Magic is coming to PS4 this week. Uh, For Honor is out on everything. <clears throat> Except the Switch, because people want to make news stories about what's not coming to the Switch, <clears throat> which is funny because you're gonna make less, you're gonna make way too many stories that way. Yeah. Uh, Ride two, um, motorcycle game, I believe. Okay. Semispheres. 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 That's out. Uh, okay. S- Sniper Elite Four, which we talked about. Uh, Vertical Drop Heroes HD. Your guess Mm. is as good as mine. Uh, Battle Island Commanders. That's a mobile free-to-play game. That's hitting Xbox One this week, so there you go. Uh, MX Nitro. There was a demo of this on Xbox One. I tried it. It's trying to be Trials, and it's failing miserably. Don't buy that game. Uh, Halo Wars The Ultimate Edition is out on Friday. So if you pre-ordered The Ultimate Edition, you get that on Friday. Uh, Typo Man Revised, which I think Drew reviewed this. Typo Man? Um, he reviewed it on, I want to say, PC or PS4 or something. It's like a 2D platformer where you have to spell things or something. I can't remember the hook. He he liked okay. it. He, he thought it was alright. Uh, but that is hitting Xbox One this week. And I think that's it. Um, nothing for 3DS. Obviously nothing for Wii U. Uh, the final Wii U game is coming March 3rd. We all know that. Uh, PC, the big one, obviously for Honor. <laughs> A bunch of other games. Nothing is... Uh... <laughs> okay. It seems like every week you get a PC game that has just a name. you got to talk about it, right? Mm-hmm. This week, releasing on PC on Valentine's Day. Holy potatoes, we're in space! <laughs> nice! I like it. Oh, uh, it's a simulation game. That's all. That's the entire description. It's a simulation game. I wonder if you get to play as a potato. 
in space. All right. Sounds awesome. Let's talk about news. <clears throat> For anybody who doesn't know or hasn't read the story, would you like to take a guess at how many copies of Grand Theft Auto V have shipped? You can't mm. know the answer. If you know the answer, that's not... No. I know what the answer was last time they announced it. Okay, well then you're... So. No, somebody who has no idea. Like, Jason, how many copies of that game do you think they've shipped? Um, I'd probably say... Um, 17 million. You are way off. <laughs> 75 million copies. Holy Jeez. Wow. You, you want to hear you want to hear an even crazier stat? That game sold more in 2016 or 2015 than it did the year it launched. Wow. <clears throat> it keeps wow. on going, doesn't it? I mean, that's I mean, what's the biggest selling game? Isn't that like Wii, Wii it's Sports? It's Super Mario it Super Mario Brothers three or Wii Sports. One of those two is over a hundred million, I think. This is going to beat it, isn't it? This is going to continue and continue. <laughs> it's there's, uh, no, there's no. It doesn't seem like there's any chance of that fading. Uh, I'm looking at all platforms of best selling games of all time. Guess what's number one? I, I just gave you what? my Mind two fast. guesses. Tetris. Oh, well, yeah, yeah true that is. 495 true. million copies of Tetris sold. I wonder wow. if they're counting yeah. every version, though. Yeah, of course. And the Probably. second is Minecraft at 107 million copies yeah. sold. Yeah, I, I think Minecraft would be up there. Yeah, I believe that. And the Wii Sports is third at 82 million. What was Super Mario Brothers 3? I thought it was over 100 million. Super Mario Brothers 3 is actually... Like really way down on the list. Uh, it's seventeen million. You're thinking of Super Mario Brothers that came with Nintendo. No, and, I was literally but, thinking of Super Mario Brothers three because for a long time I thought that was the best selling game ever. No, nah, that's that's sitting at seventeen million. Uh, huh. Super Mario Brothers that came with Nintendo system is at forty million. Huh. Okay. Yeah. But right. Grand Theft Auto five. Wow. Seventy five million. Tremendous. Yeah. That's that's that's, in, that's incredible. Uh, South Park: The Fractured But Whole has been delayed. Um, <laughs> There's no date on it other than it will be out in fiscal 2016, which is between March 30th Wait, of this 20, year. Wait, 20, 2016? Sorry, 2017. Okay. Uh, it'll be out between March 30th of 2017 and April 30th of 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'd, rather it, I'd rather be good. I'll give it that. Uh, I feel like Matt and Trey are really getting into, like, they really want the games to be good. That's why they, you know, took so long making the first one. So if they put the same kind of quality and time required to make a really good and uh, fulfilling South Park game like the first one, then yeah, I say take the time you need. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Steam is getting rid of green light. That's uh, <laughs> that's good for most people, I guess. So starting this wow. starting this spring, they're introducing Steam Direct, which will allow uh, publishers to publish or developers to publish their own games directly on the service. That sounds good. Yep. <clears throat> uh, what else is well, going? Well, hopefully, it'll cut a load of that crap out. Fingers crossed. If they're going to have to pay to to be on the store, which they have said they're having to pay, but they just haven't uh, said how much. I guess. So, if it helps cut any of that out... I mm, actually, I think the direct aspect of it will probably saturate the market even more. But not, because... if not if... 
Well, again, it depends. If it's 50 bucks to publish a game, then that would make it worse. If it's 500, that might be different. Uh, 500 is not like not difficult amount to like scrounge no, about if you're trying to sell a game is, on Steam. Yeah, but if you're trying to sell an asset flip for the sheer yeah, re- yeah, that's true. Leasing, mm-hmm. That's a risk that you might not want to run at five hundred dollars. Well, the thing about it is that uh, most asset flips die in stream green night anyway. So we personally don't get to see most of that. So mm-hmm. the thing about it is that what we've always wanted is that we want the Steam to curate their games more. More heavily, right? So that we don't get stuff like bloody boobs yeah. on the actual market. <laughs> so that's what we would want. But the thing about Steam is that they don't have to do any of that, so they haven't. So eventually, I hope they get their asses in gear and just start, you know, they got to stop counting their money eventually, right? I know it just keeps coming in, but they got to nah, stop one day. You, never, you uh, never have to stop uh, counting uh, your money. No, he's just, he's just well, like sipping on the tears of Half-Life fans, just counting his money and his, his luxurious, you know, a high-rise hotel somewhere. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, if you remember when Splatoon, before Splatoon came out, they did the uh, the rapid-fire like tests, the beta tests, the global test fires. Uh, mm-hmm. Splatoon 2 will have the same thing. Uh, we'll start in March, uh, ahead of the game's release in summer. So you'll be able to play Splatoon 2 before it comes out. Nice. Uh, if you have a copy of Grand Theft Auto 4 for the Xbox 360, it now works on your Xbox One, and that includes all I... of the DLC, uh, the episodes of Liberty oh. City. A uh, question for you, Ken. I um, have it. Uh, and it appeared in my library. Nice. Um, because you'll probably know this, like off the off the top. Is Tales of Vesperia Xbox One compatible? No, not yet. It's one of the it's most not... requested games, but it has oh, not, not made it into the list yet. That that sucks because a friend of mine was asking he wanted to get started in Tales and I told him that Vesperia might be Xbox One compatible. Are they looking into it? Did they say anything about it or? Uh, Namco think... has been pretty good about pushing their games out. There just must be something specific with that game that's holding it back. But it does have yeah. a lot of votes on the backward compatibility list. Okay. So eventually, I think it will come. It's just a matter of you know any of these games they have to be played to death to make sure that there's no issues. So. Right. Okay. We will see. Um, what's going on? What's going on? Uh, there's not a lot going on. I think I nailed the big ones up front. Well, I'm, yeah, I, I know there's a big story. I'm holding it for last. <laughs> we'll talk about it in a minute. Uh, the, the Steep DLC has been pushed back. It's been delayed, which is kind of funny. I, most people forgot that game came out. Uh, wow. Yeah, it's a... It is a quiet, quiet week. Uh, gonna give some Overwatch. Uh, the Roadhog getting tweaked again, and Winston's headshot range is being shrunk. Oh yeah, I actually haven't heard of that. That's good because I play a lot of Winston. Yeah, I play a lot of Winston, and fuckers headshotting me nonstop because the the hitbox is so big. I I jumped into like a group of two guys, right? I as I'm jumping in, I get discorded by Zanetta. And then Reaper one-shots me with a shotgun. I was like, okay then. Yeah. yeah. All right, let me change off of Winston real quick. Yeah, Winston, that's not going to work. Winston is like the squishiest tank in that game. It's kind of annoying. Yeah, it is It is pretty sad in that way. Uh, Resident Evil 7 has shipped 3 million copies. That's good for you, sweet. Capcom. It's you made good. a good game. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention I played some of the Injustice beta this week because they added Black Canary to the beta. Ooh. Very nice. So now like there are up to six characters, and she is super fun. Like a really nice. fast character. 
PS4 was number one in January for NPD. Not a shock. That system's still selling like freaking hotcakes. Uh, Activision has officially announced there is no Skylanders game coming this year. Hallelujah. And so it ends. Uh, they said they're still keeping the franchise alive, but there will be no new console game this year. And by alive, they mean the Netflix they dead cartoon forever. Show. Yeah. Um, Activision also said that Call of Duty, the 2017 version of Call of Duty, will be, quote, going back to its roots. What does that mean? World War II. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> They're like Battlefield 1. People got really hyped on that. Battlefield 1 sold a lot of copies. So Call of Duty... Yeah, but surely, surely Call of Duty 2017 started development in 2015 or 14. Well, you yeah. a three-year cycle. Mm. So did they foresee this coming? Probably. You say what you want about Activision, but they know how to make money. Oh, uh, they do. Uh, do they? Do we know what sold better, Battlefield One or Call of Duty this year? I think Call of Duty it's... still won, but Battlefield's been selling better on the long tail. Okay. Yeah, you can tell how badly uh, Call of Duty sold by how quickly that went in sales, like half price. That went super quick. Uh, not as fast as Last Guardian, though. Ah, let's. Uh, it's, it's it's forty dollars. It's fine. <laughs> uh, new Street Fighter Five DLC <clears throat> character was revealed this week, and nobody seemed to give a shit. Uh, her name's Colleen. If you have played the story mode of Street Fighter Five, which was very bad, and I'm sorry you had to sit through that. Uh, she is the the Russian character, so she will be uh-huh. the next character hitting on the 28th of February. Uh, Guilty Gear fans were saying like that's. They they tried to put Emilia from Guilty Gear into that game. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. I, I will be very interested to see what Capcom does with Street Fighter V this year because that game is not doing well. Netflix announced that they are making a Castlevania miniseries. Yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. And the producer said the show is similar to Game of Thrones and R-rated as fuck. Oh, tits and dragons. That's yeah. So it'd be, nice it'd be tits and werewolves or vampires. Uh, it's animated, Vamp- though, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's animated. It's probably who is the main Belmont? Who is the main like actor that they got? Do, do we know yet? No, I don't. I don't we know don't if it's know? live action or if it's animated. I I don't know. I hope it's live action. You know what? So sweet. I don't care what it is. I'm gonna watch it. Oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm watch the hell out of that. It's thing. a it's a yep. Lords of Shadow TV series. I still watch it. I love <laughs> Lords of Shadow. I love well, the, the thing first is, Lords of Shadow. Um, let's face it, Netflix don't pump money into crap. I mean, they've they've got a pretty golden track record on their own produced stuff. So this is good. Oh, yeah, this is a yeah. good sign. Yeah, have uh, I, I know we've all probably seen like uh, Strange, Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. Uh, have, have, have you guys seen uh, Voltron? I have not. No. <clears throat> I watched the first episode, and it was way longer than it needed to be, and I, I thought it was good, but I, for some reason, uh-huh. never found myself coming back to the show. Oh, it... I, I saw both both seasons. Uh, uh, me and my wife, we watched both of them. We loved it. It's, it's really good. Hmm. I've always wanted to go back to it. It's still on my it, list. I just never got around to it. Oh, um, speaking of Netflix, I started watching, they put up the FX show, The People vs. O.J. Simpson. It's on my list. I need to start that. 
That show is actually really well done. Yeah, I heard it was very, good. Very, very compelling. Yeah, yeah I, I need to watch that because I've wanted is to watch it. Is that the one with that. Cuba Gooding Jr. in it? Hell yeah, uh, Cuba. Yes, yeah. it is. Yes, it is. Yeah, Cuba's that, the that best. John Travolta as well. Yes, that was the other name. I oh, my God. I'm in the show with old James Simpson. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, here's an interesting story that Ryan, that Ryan, after his rant, might find interesting. Uh, Mass Effect Andromeda is dropping Paragon and Renegade conversation options. Well, there you go. There you go, Ryan. Say it, wait, say it one more time. What about the Renegade and Paragon conversation be, options? They're being dropped from Mass Effect uh, Andromeda. Oh, see? There you go. Maybe they understand. Yeah. But it replaced by what, though? Um, replaced by good guy and bad guy because they didn't feel like anybody. <laughs> yeah, it's like we we thought people didn't understand what Paragon or right. Renegade actually stood for. So yeah, here's, here's, we simplified so, uh, we simplified the ending of Mass Effect Three into colors. So <laughs> now now we now we just call them red and blue options. Mm. All right, you can so, pick the red option or the blue option. Here's the quote from the developer says. We what we have now is based more around agreeing and disagreeing. Uh, the reason I like that is because in the trilogy, it's like I'm going to play Paragon, and then you know which way you're moving the stick on every conversation. You don't have to think about it because you're just going to hit Paragon every time. So there will still be hmm. decisions, but probably, and also not as transparent. Apparently, no, and That's... and also this. I mean, the whole thing with the ending of Mass Effect Three. Um, they probably want to take the story in a way that you don't have multiple endings in where you choose. Maybe it's a story that they want to tell, which it might play to what Ryan was hoping for, where these characters are these characters. You have these arguments and discussions, but it doesn't affect your uh, place in the story. Uh, it feels like when it comes to endings, I feel like developers are always taking the easier road out, even in really good exceptional games. Um, like, for example, like Human Revolution, right? That also had a bunch of switches you press to get dictate the ending that you get. But I feel like if we harken back to like the uh, older generations of games, like think about games like Silent Hill 2, where the endings that you get are entirely based upon your actions within the actual playthrough, like, nothing you do at the end of the game matters for what actually happens at the ending. Like, little things like how well you take care of yourself, like, you know, your health and how well you manage that, whether you allow yourself to be hurt all the time, or how you fixate on certain objects. If you, like, really fixate on a lot of occult objects, you'll get a different ending then. So, like, these subtle things that give you these, like, huge changes at the end of the game are things that I love. And I feel like developers don't do that enough. They always make it transparent, the kind of endings that you're going to get by the few choices that you make at the very end of the game. And it betrays your expectations. That's one of the reasons why Mass Effect 3 got such a shit fest because of that reason. So I hope with this kind of saying that, like, oh, we want the choices to be less transparent, I hope they're moving to that to that direction for Andromeda. All right. And the final news story, E3 will be open to the public this year. Um, they, dun, will, dun, dun. they will be selling, I forget how many, but they will be selling tickets to the show floor. They're $250 or 150 if you get in on the early bird. So you so, can wait in queue for eight hours to play one game. Yep, that's the extent. Like, everybody's just so excited about this. I'm like, you realize that if you go for three days, you'll probably play three games. The one great thing about 
not being able to go because I live in a completely different country is the fact I can watch it from my home. I get all of the trailers. I see all of the conferences. I don't... I, I went to Gamescom, and Gamescom was fun. But Gamescom is a... Uh, a it's a, a, a smaller event. You get nowhere near as many people. But saying that, it still took like two hours to to, to play Fable Legends and two hours <laughs> to play. Yeah, well, how that works. I'm sorry, uh, you played. You waited two, two hours, hours to play Fable yeah, Legends. <laughs> two hours to play Sunset Overdrive. It's like, why do that when you can sit in the comfort of your home own phone, pick your own home, pick whatever streaming option you want and just watch everything and not miss a single thing. Yep. Uh, it's the experience. It's cool to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's uh, 150, $150. Yeah. Is that for all three days. Yeah. It's, it's just a ticket. Oh, okay. Not yeah. per day. Yeah. It's, it's just a ticket. I, I hope they'll have different lines for press and. Well, the, the press doesn't. The press. Anything you're. If you've ever been to E3 as press, the one thing you'll know is that nothing on the show floor is the good stuff. Uh-huh. No, it's all behind. Closed it's all doors, behind yeah. closed doors that these people paying these two hundred fifty dollars for these tickets are not going to see. That's true. Yep. So. A fair play to anyone who wants to go, but I, that sort of thing would not appeal to me because I like the fact that everything is now streamed and that's wonderful that that's that's the case now um you know i, I take a week off work and i just because it's all stupid hours so i have to keep daft hours that week but it's it's nice that it's all there in generally good quality very rarely does you know the, the streaming drop and i get to see everything and all right i don't get to play anything but it's not i mean also it's nice when sony comes out and says oh by the way you can do this now and yeah, except, except you can't shadow drop. You can't do it right now because PSN just went down. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, okay, fair, fair enough. But you know what I mean? The fact is, is that you can't do that when you're at the show because you're at the show. You can't. I can download the demo or the the game that they've just announced if I want to, and I can play it straight away. It's lovely. Well, it's it's, it's kind of a pro and con thing, right, John? Like. Hmm. Like like Ken said, it's very much the experience. Like you could say that, like yeah, I could watch a 4K Blu-ray, you know, footage of a concert, or I could go to a concert, and you're gonna have completely different experiences. That's that. Yes, absolutely. But that's very different. I think. Um, no, I, no, that's that's, that's still very similar. I, I think it's I it's just it like does. it's just like going to a football game. You don't want to go to every one, but going once in a while. That's yeah, pretty that's, cool because that's, that's I'm going to tell you yeah. right now, sitting in the stands of a football game is the worst view of that game you will ever see. Yeah, but I just hope people who cool go, go. I those people who go understand that there isn't. Oh, I'm going to play video games all day. No, you're not. You're going to queue all day to play a video game. You're going to be a lot of that. standing and a lot of walking and a lot of paying mm. for overpriced food is what you're going to be doing mostly. <laughs> yep. Oh, absolutely. And t-shirt guns. Absolutely. Just. Just, this, I mean, this hot dog is uh nineteen ninety nine. Um, sauerkraut is extra, <laughs> dude. You're um, not even you're not even off on that price. And if you want yeah, I know. Well, yeah. I'm afraid. I, when I went the last time. the last time I went was in two thousand two, and I paid twelve dollars for a hamburger fifteen years ago. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Inflation. That's like twenty two dollars now. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cheaper to buy a console. You probably could buy a couple downloadable <laughs> indie games for the price I paid for that cheeseburger. It's, it's... Uh, the, the trick is to bring your own food. But, but yeah. you know what the funny thing is? Is those burgers and hot dogs and stuff they sell at that show are terrible. 
they're but they're awful. but they're the best thing you will eat in your life because you have completely wore yourself out from walking all day. <laughs> that whatever food you consume is the best thing you've ever had. Yeah, yeah I, I have a similar story when I went to uh, a fighting game tournament uh, a few years back. And at the venue, they had some food things, right? And I was like, fuck, this prices are ridiculous. I paid like $11 for a hamburger, right? And the hamburger was this. Two buns and meat. Some kind of meat-like substance in the middle. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. No cheese, no lettuce, no ketchup, no nothing. Yeah. And they gave it to me wrapped in like tinfoil. And I was like, this is a hamburger? Oh, yeah. And I was like, yeah. I was like, hmm. Okay. Yeah, you took a bite of it from walking all day, and you're like, "Oh my god, this is the best hamburger." I was like, "This is this is okay, yeah. I guess." Yeah. Oh, like, this is the best hamburger ever. It's the worst, but the best at the same time. I don't even know yeah. how that's possible. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, but back in uh, back in 2010, when I went to E3, um, I only ate at the uh, the the cafeteria in the convention center maybe maybe twice, and there was this. Uh, this meat deli that was outside. Uh, it, it, it was it was literally only about a five minute walk. It, it was across the street from the convention center. But yeah, I went there most of the time that I ate, and it, it was considerably cheaper and much better food. Um, but the thing is, the my, my whole E three experience. The only thing that I truly regret regret is. Uh, Standing almost two hours in line to play Metroid Other M. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> That's a game that like I got literally for free because someone gave it to me, and I was like, uh-huh. I I'm not playing this game. It was not a, so, It was not a good game. <laughs> no. Uh, Terrible. We got some emails. Uh, one of them references Drew heavily, so I will hold that for next week. It comes from Mookie, uh, but Mookie did send us another email. And he's, it's entitled now Keith, but I think he was trying to say Kith, you know, like Mike Tyson, now Keith. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, Dear Kind-Hearted N4G Radio, ZTGD, and Phoenix Down Podcast crew. None of us are kind-hearted. Uh, first of all, I would like to discuss one of my current favorite sports since 2009, which is the great American football and the recent Super Bowl. Uh, I understand how intense the game is and no longer reaches its fame nationwide, but also internationally. It's so great that it can divide opinions, uh, even between good friends and families. But I also believe that it's best to leave the differences there and move on, because obviously time doesn't stop at the end of the match. So the next day we go back to our miserable, fat lives and relive uh, and restart another season. <laughs> Uh, I am no longer cheering... Was this before the Super Bowl? or This is after the Super Bowl. Okay. I am no longer cheering the Patriots because of my personal gripe, which is silly to mention because it's in the past. However, I will give credit where it's due. I know that Tom... I like how he just calls him Tom. I know Tom is one of the best quarterbacks in the world uh, at this current generation, but I didn't expect him to underperform that much to the point... But I felt so bad at the first half for him. He's a patriot and a fighter. I expect him to get up and play like a warrior. I was also very impressed by the performance of Matt. It, it just says Matt. Uh, from the Falcons, because he really did quite, uh, really did put quite a performance. And I hope he'll do a lot better in future seasons. Because my personal opinion, he was the better quarterback on that match. 
Indeed that the game was a miracle and mind-blowing comeback and put quite a show. And to me, I'm very much excited to see the next season because of this. I hope that another will win the next Super Bowl. So hence, one of my last tweet to the radio show for all the NFL fans. Regardless of who you cheer, now kith and make up. (laughs) (laughs) This is the third week and I have yet to see a price tag on the bloody boobs. Did anyone get a hold of the dev and ask for some keys? Uh, which, after this email, we got the price, $2.99. 2 dollars on sale. Right wow. Now. The savings. Uh, he said, also, I recently played Porno Studio Tycoon on PC, and I would like to know your thoughts on the game, but to those who are worried that it's going to show more skins than Conan Exiles, don't worry, because I might it might bore you. It starts like an RPG playing a role of a character on his or her way to becoming rich in the porn business internationally. Uh, anywho, get all the Kingdom Rush games because it's one of the best tower defense games out there. I didn't even know there was a porno studio yep. tycoon, but sure. No, nah, I never heard of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, no, I didn't. I'm not reaching out to the dev of bloody boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I mean, like, yeah, $2.39, you said. Yeah, if you really want to do an impression, you could buy like you know a couple copies, I'm I guess. Not, but I'm not buying. Not, what? Not. I, what even uh, is the game? I don't. Understand. We we already we talked about it on the show. Were you not listening? I just don't think I understood. It's a it's a chase game. You walk. You shrine. Uh, you, you pray to four shrine shapes like dicks, and then you go through well, a portal. Yeah. What's so hard to understand about that, John? Come on. Yeah. What's chase. what's it's so the hard? Game. I'm so, I'm sorry. I must have been playing too much Godseeker. Playing with yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Antonio writes in and says, "Not sure if Mass Effect Three will be covered on Phoenix Down, but it is. Uh, but anyways, mm-hmm. I've gotten stuck on a loading screen on the PS3 at least seven times since starting my second ever playthrough of the game late last week. I love the Mass Effect games, but they run like shit on the PS3." <laughs> yeah, I think uh, both uh, Drew and Matt will agree with you on that. What? We've. Uh, we do, we recorded yesterday, and there's a little bit of discussion there as well. Play the PC version. They don't support no. a controller. Don't. The Mass Effect doesn't need a controller to be played. Yes, you do. I played Mass Effect 2 with keyboard and mouse, and it was... Per- Actually, you be, I you all didn't the fight games. Neo hard, okay? You don't get Neo to say. It's challenging. It's not hard. You don't get okay? to say. So there's a difference. Uh, PS, <laughs> PS, and I'm glad Drew's not here, although he probably doesn't care. Uh, PS, Phoenix down, more like Falcons down. Am I right, Drew? Oh, I'm going to tweet that at Drew right now. So oh, God. <laughs> uh, we had tweets last week. We didn't get to them. I apologize for what happened. I will read some of them now. Unfortunately, these were before the Super Bowl, so there are some Super Bowl tweets in here. Uh, Go Falcons! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nivek says good luck for Super Bowl tonight saw NFL players on Conan playing For Honor which looked fun which if you haven't seen that video you should go watch it it's pretty funny uh, Anthony says PSA fans for fans of the show Yoshi's Woolly World on the Wii U was updated to support the Poochie Amiibo giving us some of the new features of the 3DS game nice of Nintendo to not lock that content away behind buying the game again yeah, I don't know if you have to. I think you do have to buy the game again, technically, because no, you gotta I buy you gotta buy Poochie. 
But Pooch is only available with the game. Oh, they'll game. sell it separately. I bet you can buy oh, it. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they will eventually. Yeah, I saw I saw that Poochie in the store. That thing is like the cutest thing ever. Yeah, he's quite cute, yeah. Poochie. <laughs> uh, Mookie says, now Keith. I'm crying out loud. Oh, excuse me, sorry. I had to sneeze. Um, he must have just discovered that meme, which I have to admit, that meme is pretty fantastic. It's pretty good. <laughs> now Keith. Um, <clears throat> King XAD says, I really want to play Neo, but only have a PS4 and there is no PC port. Is it worth playing on the 4 instead of the Pro? Yes, 100%. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the action mode actually does a really good job at remaining at 60 most of the time. There's more dips than there are in Pro, but it's by no means uh, significant. So, yes. Drops down to 720, I think, is the lowest it drops, which is fine. Yeah, it's very variable yeah. resolution, but the game is so fast and so fluid that you don't mind it at all. Yeah, yeah, that, that's the way I'm playing it, and and I I think it looks fine. Right. Yeah, I, people put way too much emphasis on resolution, and truthfully, if Digital Foundry wasn't out there, you probably wouldn't notice it ninety percent of the time. Uh, Chad says apparently this was popular in 2014, but I totally missed it. YouTube Shrek is love, Shrek is life. It's really short. Shrek, like like the ogre. Mm. Mm. I don't. I, 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 sir, you have introduced me to something because I didn't. I'd never heard that before. Dustin says so. There was some statement saying Nintendo Online service will be somewhere between seventeen dollars and twenty six dollars a year. Not bad. Uh, I heard that as well. Yeah, it's still not too bad. It's still bad. That's interesting to me because it doesn't end with a nine nine nine. You know what I mean? Like well, nineteen ninety nine, twenty nine ninety nine. It was a yen uh, convergence. Ah, uh, okay. So, um, yeah. And the reason why I say it's still bad is because you still don't get to keep the game. And what? Yeah. Is, what exactly am I playing online on the Switch? Splatoon two. Maybe for like a week. No, well, you pay for a year, I guess. If it's like if it's like sixteen, seventeen dollars, it's such a throwaway amount. But I pay like more than that a month for GameFly, you know. So, like, I don't, I don't care. That's like pretty irrelevant. I I got two words to say. Monster Hunter. Oh damn, Jason! You just you just you just sold it right there. Yeah, there you go. That's what you get to say. I need that online play for Monster Hunter. It's, it's necessary. Well, well, first, Jay, you have to buy a Switch. So. Well, I'll get it eventually if there's an exclusive Monster Hunter on it, Ken. <laughs> if there is yeah. one. I, again, I, I I don't need it. Yeah, we'll I, I would love to play Mario Kart, but none of y'all fuckers are going to buy a system, so I won't be playing Mario Kart with anybody anyway. So, Talk to me in a year and a half. Okay, well, maybe then I'll pay the $16. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he also says, so I really like the Mass Effect series, but for some reason I have zero hype for the new game. Is it just me, or how do you guys feel? We've had quite a few conversations on that today. Yeah, it's just a weird yeah. feeling. I, we feel uh, like we, we ought to be more excited, but we're not for some reason. I, I think I'll be excited when I boot it up, maybe. Oh, yeah, certainly, certainly. Yeah, I'm, I'm just not really ex- – it's one of those games that I I kind of assumed was still like like 10, 11 months out. But it's like, oh, no, it's it's about ready to come out. And it's just kind of like, oh, um, yeah, it's oh about a, okay. It's about a month away. Yeah, yeah. EA, EA were weird with that in the fact that we'd saw that thing like at E3 like three, two, three years ago, probably three now at this point, where they was like, 
we haven't got anything to show you, but here's a team working on stuff. And then it went radio silent up until Talender last year. So, yeah, it's a bit of a weird market. Yeah. Like, you, know, you know what's even crazier? You know what's even crazier? Is EA announced that BioWare's new IP would be out before the end of Fiscal 17. Well, there's a couple of um, teams there, so... Yeah. yeah, but still, we haven't even seen it. Hmm? That's what's well, amazing. We'll find out more it. at E3, I'm sure. Yeah, but announcing and launching a Bioware game in less than a year? Mm-hmm. That's Depends that. on the scale of it. It might not be some like it might not be a super huge RPG. It might be some downloadable for all we know. I bet it's you don't know. I bet it's a Destiny clone. Mm. Do you think? Ooh. I, I bet. I mean every, everybody wants that, that money that Activision got from Destiny. Which I heard I saw rumors <sighs> I saw rumors of Destiny two the other day. Yeah, yeah. There's a, that lot of stuff came out with that Activision press. Well, uh, apparently, if if yeah. Bungie doesn't launch Destiny two this year, like Activision gets like a bunch of stock, which worries me incredibly. That that doesn't bode well for anybody because that means Bungie's rushing Destiny two. Yeah, that oh. means that's going to come out probably not in a great state unless they are super on it. Because uh, there's no way they're going to want Activision to to take any control over that company because that was the whole point that they moved to Activision so that they had control of their own company. So that's going to be quite scary if if that's true. Yeah. That's bullcrap. Uh, Dustin also says, now after RE7, I'm looking forward to Farpoint and Psychonauts in VR, but I wonder what happened to that Golem game. It's still in development, isn't it? I'm sure everything on VR is in development. <laughs> Uh, VR is not it's not doing well. Nope. Uh, he also says, Sony, your PS Plus lineup? Woof. <laughs> well, it's, Woof. it's IndieR, isn't it? I, well, no, it was it's, it's Little it's Big, little big Planet. L- little Big Planet yeah. right now. Which is, yeah, which I mean, is okay. Little Big Glitch 3, from mm. what I hear. I haven't played it. It's okay, but it's like everything else is like, oh. It's a bit indie-ish. You don't like Star Wars? Not played it. Uh, you know, I've downloaded like three of the games that they gave away. I don't know that I've booted any of them yet. Mm. Truthfully, the only free game I'm excited for this month is kind of sad, but it's uh, the, the Force Unleashed because I kind of want to play that again. <laughs> <laughs> is it the That's first a one or solid second game. one? It's, it's the first one. It's the first one. Okay. It's a solid game. It, oh, it's a great game. I love, I love both of those games. The second one, not as good as the first one, but I still had fun with it. Is is the first one the one that had the you starting off as Darth Vader and then you're like playing through the Wookiee place? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. dude, I love that section. So yeah. good. The the DLC for that game is so fucking stupid, but fantastic. Like you fight a ghost of Obi Wan Kenobi. It's fucking fantastic. <laughs> it's so stupid, but it's just oh, I love those games. Uh, he also his final tweet says uh, I love Dark Souls, but for some reason Neo is still hasn't sold me after all the betas. Looking forward to the surge though. Uh, I heard some a few people mention the search to me. I got a link. I saw a, a few of the, the concept arts and a bit of gameplay. It seems interesting, but I don't see the comparison to Neo that they're talking about there. Well, the surge is made by the guys that made Lords of the Fallen, which was the Dark mm-hmm. Souls clone. Right. So I'm assuming the surge is going to be fairly similar to a Souls game, but futuristic. Nice. I don't know. I, Lords of the Fallen was okay. It wasn't great. But it was free. Yeah. 
Like they gave it away on Xbox One, I think. Which means yes, it'll hit. Did. Which it'll hit PS Plus at some point because they trade games back and forth. So <laughs> uh-huh. just give it a while, you'll get it free too. Uh, Shogun says Darth Vader versus Professor X. Hmm. Uh, I don't know how well the Force protects you from mind control. Yeah, Professor X doesn't even need to be in the same room, does he? Not I really. St- I still think Vader crush him. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Who, whoever has the first um, offensive thought first would win. It, it, it'd be just a matter of speed. I mean, it's a weird. It. It's a weird fight, anyway. It, it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> old dude with a lightsaber versus old dude in a wheelchair. I don't know. Yeah, whoever acts first would be the winner, in my opinion. It. Yeah. It, oh, if if Professor X tried to take his mind, Vader just yelled, "No!" Maybe his helmet protects him, kind of like how Magneto's helmet protects him. Oh, that would be... Wow. Yeah. And that would be a completely one-sided fight, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Professor X is like, why isn't it working? He's like, get out of my head, Charles! (laughs) (laughs) You should have killed me when you're out of chance, Charles! Oh, Ian McKellen, one of the best actors Uh, to ever live. Yeah, so good. Uh, Mookie says, since when was the last time we had a good match like this one? And he links to the YouTube video of, in my humble opinion, the greatest match in the history of the WWE or WWF is Hulk Hogan versus the Ultimate Warrior. Oh. Man, I remember watching that as a kid. That was such a good match. Yeah, go back and watch it now. Oh, no, it's bad now. I'm living in my nostalgia. Don't, Don't talk to me now. Like, all wrestling looks bad now. I mean, shit. No, not all of it. I know that shit's fake. Come on. Hey, uh, you 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 know you know something. Um, over the past couple months, I, I've actually been kind of um watching WWE. Oh my hey, god! Ain't, ain't no shame in that. You can come. <laughs> you, you can come watch with. Uh, you can come watch with me and the Boogeyman, and uh, Killer Wolverine comes and joins us sometimes. Nice. Oh god, do you? Well, I didn't know Killer Wolverine watched. I gotta make fun of him now. <laughs> you just outed him on the show. Hey, you know what? It's harmless. No, no, no. But he won't. He won't it's admit it. He like he hides it. He won't admit it. So now oh. I want to. Now I want to give him crap about it. He, I only. Well, he hadn't been to the last couple, so maybe okay. he doesn't watch it anymore. But I invited him. I just. But. I just. I just want to give him. I just want to make that. You know, the the obvious joke. Like he's like watching dudes in their underwear wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Oh come on! Give me a break. <laughs> I'm gonna do my third grade humor. It's fun. <laughs> Leave me alone. I have small things in my life that make me happy, and I'm almost forty. I should, I'm allowed to have these. Hey, uh, hey, Ryan. Yeah. You you know what group I like in uh, the WWE? Give it to the, me. The New Day. The New Day are very funny. <laughs> and hilarious. And, and they like Dragon Ball Z, so I'm sure that's a kicker for you. Yep. Wait, they they like actually make references to Dragon Ball Z while they're wrestling. They actually showed up to WrestleMania last year dressed as uh, I think I don't know what character it was, but dressed as a Dragon Ball Z character. Yeah, they they, they, they <laughs> they're had, right uh, in my book. <laughs> yeah, they had the uh, like I guess uh, fo- like foam Super Saiyan hair going on. <laughs> I'm gonna have to Google this. What are they called? The New Day. The, the New, New Day. Day. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah, Xavier, so, Xavier Woods, who's one of the <laughs> Xavier That's, Woods, who's one of the guys from the New Day. He has his own actually uh, gaming uh, YouTube channel where he um, he plays video games with other uh, wrestlers. Uh, nice. He's a huge he's a huge uh, competitive fighting game guy. Plays Street Fighter and uh, all that stuff. Very cool. Right. He's huge. Moving on to the tweets, Dave says uh, Ryan's worst job story sounded like it should have been a Yakuza Zero side story. <laughs> Would have fit right in. Uh, Mash Square to Furiously Clean. Uh, Adam, uh, that's that was the next tweet. Oh, Mash right? Zero to Clean is that what he said? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Adam says, I'm probably the only one listening who thinks this, but thanks for letting me know about the new Digimon game. From what you said, it sounds like a remake of the original Digimon world in every way. Um, this, to put it in perspective, this excites me as much as a normal gamer is excited for the Final Fantasy remake. Uh, what the f- Cool. Fuck it. I'm going to try to read this tweet. I'm sorry. Make sure to take your mon to the loo when they need to poop. If you rem- if you remember remember your mon's digilove to poop mon if they hang around shit too long. Um, that was verbatim. Yeah. Just... Anyone can translate that to English, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like somebody was trying to tweet while driving or something. Clearly. <laughs> Play on words when it comes to Mon with Digimon, I guess. That's what Mon, that is. Poopmon. Yeah. Uh, Blue Apple Blue says Namco founder and father of Pac Man has died. Not surprised that MSM did not cover this. And I know that most of the crew did not grow up in Pac Man. But if you, the gaming media, did not cover this, then who will? Mm, yeah. I saw a lot of stories about MSM. Yeah. yeah. It was on my timeline. I did too. I, I think I even saw a uh, an article from uh, uh, Forbes Forbes dot com about it. Yeah, I saw a lot of news about it, and it was it's sad. But, I mean, but we're getting to uh, that point where these guys that built <clears throat> that were the pioneers are they're they're just getting old. I mean, it's, it's circle of life, right? Yeah. Yeah. Old blood gotta go. <laughs> that's a that's a very insensitive way to put it, but that's fine. <laughs> That's how it is. I mean, you know, we gotta old blood. Gotta, gotta go. go. Gotta make room for these for the new year. guys. Yep. Uh, do you think gaming media forgot the gaming age before the family computer, where all the game journalists that grew up on Pac-Man and pinball? What about the ones that grew up on Commodore sixty-four and ZX eighty? No, just like the movie industry hasn't forgotten about people who were on reel-to-reel projectors. I mean, hmm? people make Commodore sixty-four was class. Yeah, pe- people make reference to, like, Buster Keaton all the time, and, you know, that's black and white television, or black and white movies. Yeah, yeah they didn't have television back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Just like we had to screw in the NES with that fucking confounded... Yeah, that sucked. The screws <laughs> on the back of your TV. That was mostly for Atari, but this, the NES had one. We had to yeah. put the, the wires on the two screws and screw them in. That sucked. Yeah, that did. Yeah, you kids got it easy now with your fancy HDMI cables. You're yeah. plugging one thing for audio and video at the same time. Goddamn, that is so your easy. Your HD. Your wireless control. Remember when we didn't have wireless control? Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. 
that or was... when you did and they were infrared. Oh and you god! Had to make sure it was pointing exactly at the. Do you uh, infrared receiver? Do you remember the revelation that was the wave bird? Oh my god! Oh god, the wave bird was amazing. That was like the first time you got it. You like this is a whole. This is like a game changer, baby. That's like an N sixty four controller. That was like the first one wireless, right? No, GameCube. That was GameCube. GameCube. Yeah. 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 Wasn't there an N sixty four wireless controller too, or am I thinking crazy? I don't there, remember an N64 one. There may have um, been wireless have been. controllers back then, but they were all third-party, and they were all, like Ryan said, mm-hmm. infrared and garbage. Yeah. yeah. Wave Bird was freaking amazing. The first RF yes. wireless controller? It was it was a GameCube controller, so it was already, by default, the most comfortable controller that's ever been created. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> yep. GameCube controller is still the most that comfortable thing, controller. If that thing had a real second analog stick... Um, I would have learned how to, I don't know, solder or something to make it work with every system that's ever existed. GameCube controller, huh? Yeah. Uh, it's so comfortable. Such a good controller. Yep. Yep, totally agree. Uh, Henrik says, with the Ghost Recon beta out, anyone else missed SOCOM 2? What happened to voice-commanded military squad shooters? I missed them a lot. Go play uh, Binary Domain. It's a voice. Yeah, command. that that had voice commands. It right. did. Yep. It did. It was pretty terrible, but it did. Not mm-hmm. the game. The game was fucking great, but there was a PS2 game entirely played using voice. Lifeline. But Lifeline. Yep. Lifeline. I had that. Another Konami <laughs> jam. That was one of the most frustrating games <laughs> I've ever played in my entire life. Yeah, I didn't get far in it, but it was neat though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Blue Apple Blue replied to you, Jay, saying it's your money, but uh, your friends at the N4G podcast should seek help in admitting you to it. Oh, no, no, no. What what happened is that I actually made a post about some people spending money on Fire Emblem Heroes. I know. So someone know. someone dropped $1,000, and then he thought it was my post, and I was like, no, that's not me. <laughs> and then someone actually posted an account that spent $4,000 in that game, and that had all the Good characters, Lord. and I was like, that's $4,000 just spent on a mobile video game. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's terrible. Sam in Seattle says, moving to SoCal from Tennessee, he wants to thank several podcasts, including us, for keeping him from going insane. Cool. That's always you. good when you have like a bunch of podcasts to listen to. I keep usually like four on rotation for whenever I need to go driving or during the work day. I'm curious, uh, which ones do you actually listen to, Ken? Like, do you follow up on? I listen to um, the Beast Cast. I love those guys on Friday. Uh, I also keep a subscription to Waypoint because I, I've I've been a fan of Austin Walker since he showed up at Giant Bomb, so I like listening okay. to him. Cool. Uh, and I do keep the Bombcast heavy just in case. It's not always good, uh, but sometimes it's good. Uh, the Bombcast is a really really long one, right? Yeah, that's uh, that's why that one's usually for work days. <laughs> okay. Yeah, those. Well, I mean, we can say it's very long, but uh, we're we're creeping up on two and a half right now. Just saying. Yep. Okay. The only podcast I really listen to religiously is actually a wrestling podcast, but it's a it's called the Laps Fan, and it's basically two guys who um, talk about old wrestling events. And uh, the one guy is an actor and impressionist, and so he does some really awesome impressions. They're the, it's 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 a podcast that consistently makes me laugh out loud. Nice. Yeah, I 
I listen to a few podcasts myself. I, I don't listen to as many as um, now than I used to, because I used to listen to like like a dozen different shows, but nowadays I listen to maybe about maybe about six or six or seven shows. But um, um, to tell you the truth, I actually don't uh, I actually don't listen to any uh, gaming podcasts currently. Um, um, I don't know if you guys have noticed or not, but uh, I, I kind of have picked up a second hobby next to, you know, uh, along with my video game hobby, um, action figure collecting. And um, one, I listen to a show called uh, Action Figure Blues Podcast, and I listen to a show called um, The Hot Toys uh, Cast. <laughs> the Hottest Toys. Yeah. And um, and then on top of that, I listen to a couple geek shows like uh, Geek Out Loud, um, which is awesome. And uh, I listen to uh, Godzilla relate. Or it's, it's actually a, a, an overall kaiju. <laughs> it's, it's just a podcast of Godzilla <laughs> oh, wow. screaming like. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's Godzilla doing his own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would listen to that in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's it's a show called the the Kai, Kaiju Cast, and uh, it is really good because like each episode they review a giant monster movie and they talk about everything from you know the original Godzilla all the way up to like uh, like Pacific Rim and nice. everything everything in between. Did they do like and, Cloverfield and stuff? Um yeah yeah they talk about Cloverfield sometimes. Um, and uh, it's it's a really good show. It, it, I would actually have to say it probably has the best audio of any of the shows I listen to because, like, the the guy who runs the show like has like an actual like studio doing it, so it's mm. pretty pr- professionally done. And and it, it's crazy too because like during like uh, like in between the segments, he plays like a song like a rock song or something like that, that has to do with like a giant monster or a kaiju or something. And, and there's a ton of music out there that is like Godzilla or giant monster related. Well, I mean, there's a song called Godzilla. Yeah. 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 But I mean, there's, it's, it's insane. <laughs> it, it's a good show. It's a good show. All right, but, moving on. Uh, yeah. Chandler says, RE7 season pass, not worth it right now. It's awesome, but not 30 to $40 awesome. Capcom, you slut. Yeah. I, I, it's not all out yet, right? It's just the first one's out? Yeah, I think there's one more package coming out. Okay. I, well, I can't, I can't even play it because Capcom is a slut. <laughs> it's, it's only on PlayStation 4, and, you know, I... I played it on Xbox, so I can't even play the season pass yet. Mm. Thanks, Obama. Thanks, Obama. Yeah. <laughs> I got to get one of those in now, right? <laughs> yep. I see pictures of him out doing, like, water skiing and stuff. I'm like, thanks, Obama. <laughs> <laughs> he's having the time of his life. Hell now. yeah, like, he's like, I've been fucked for eight years. I'm going to go have a good time. <laughs> yep. Uh, King XAD says, I consider myself a demon Dark Souls veteran. Played them all since 2009. However, Neo is kicking my ass. Anyone else feeling the same? Oh, wow. Um, you just gotta get used to 
Neo gives you so many more tools to work with. If you're strictly basing your experience on things that you're able to do in Dark Souls, like for example, you're not using the upgrade uh, system for your equipment to keep them up to up to date. So let's say you're fighting in like a level 50 area and you got a bunch of level like 15, 20 gear, you're gonna be fighting with a serious handicap. And also magic, the unmeal magic in that game is without without hesitation is broken on how effective it is. Once you start incorporating that, you can start just completely annihilating things uh, without any disregard to, to any kind of strategy whatsoever. So start looking into the magic and the industry is what I'll tell you to make the game a lot easier. Cool. Rubber Band Man says, Neo, first game of the year nominee for King Fabulous. Dude, you, there's other games you should play. <laughs> You, Neo, got, you got Neo Gravity Neo. Rush 2, Gravity Rush 2 Masseria, Yakuza, Yakuza Zero, yeah, Resident Evil 7. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of contenders yeah, already, so but you, you are right. <laughs> Neo's pretty good it's game. It's going to be insane here. And freaking Zelda comes out in a couple weeks. Dude, it's, yeah. only fe- it's only February, and I could already make a top five games of 2017. I'm just going to say that right now. <laughs> this is pretty amazing. And, and then and then Nier comes out, too. Nier, Mass Effect, Zelda. <sighs> good Lord. Ghost Recon. Yeah, Persona 5 in April. Injustice yeah. two in May, like come on, dude. We, we should just do our top ten games of the year um, <laughs> in, in July. But then I won't have Red Dead and you know all the, the fall games that I don't know about yet. But we'll we'll do two top ten games of the year. <laughs> it's <laughs> the, the top, top games of the first half. Top well, that will yeah. that will cut down on my honorary mentions anyway. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, had you had go. thirty last year. This year you're gonna have a hundred. Yeah, yeah, that'd be rough. <laughs> uh, Nibek says, "For Honor has really blown me away. Hope their servers come right through." Yeah, let's let's not forget about that aspect of the game because mm. that game doesn't work at all. Like, not even the campaign without nope being online. <laughs> That's dumb, but okay. Super dumb. Uh, Rubber Band Man says, "Okay, we're gonna have one of these conversations." Uh, I don't know. Ken Jay is right. The Last Guardian is pretty good. Just the enormity of Trico is something to behold. You know, Ken hasn't played the game, so his opinion on the matter is based upon his impressions of watching videos. I so, don't, I yeah. don't judge people by their bad opinions on bad video games. I'm just, you know, I'm just throwing that out there. I still invite Jay on the show, even though he liked The Last Guardian. So, you know, yeah, it clearly makes me a bad person. But, you know, <laughs> so loud in. Uh, Mookie says, "For Honor is nice, but I don't see myself investing hours, so I'll pass till a considerable sale comes out." Uh, Dustin says, I uh, was in a rut last week and ended up playing PSO on the GameCube for the first time. This game is a little rough, but way Ooh, ahead of its what time. What a blast. What a blast from the past. Yeah, that game was so cool. Says, makes, you... me, makes me wish they'd bring PSO 2 over now. Yeah. That's never happening. But did any of you guys play uh, the Dreamcast uh, version of PSO with like the online modem stuck to the back of the Dreamcast? Of stuff? course, that's how I played yeah. it. Yeah. That's, that was my first online experience with a video game in my life, and it was pretty crazy. Man, PS- yeah, I, we used to play PSO all the time on the Dreamcast. Yeah, I, I remember the when uh, Ken and I played it, and uh, the very first time uh, we came upon the uh, the Dragon Boss at the oh, fr- very first level area. Jesus, dude, I, I just about flipped out when that thing appeared. I, I died instantly. Um, yeah, and I, and I. And, and and Ken actually lasted a little, little bit longer than I did. And we had to go back and grind for that boss. <clears throat> but yeah, that was crazy. 
Um, I see uh, Dustin still says I see Microsoft has a VR game they're making that looks like no gameplay and just a talking simulator. I, I didn't see this, so I, I can't speak on that. He says, I wish Ukulele and I Am Setsuna would get physical releases for the Switch. I would definitely get both. I, they're not. Mm. I, I don't I don't know. I'm legitimately asking. They're not? I, I don't know. I know Ukulele is getting I, physical releases for PS4 and Xbox One, and right? Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I, you know, I think I'm, I'm going to get Ukulele on the Switch. It feels like a Switch game. Yeah. I mean, it, but it has to launch day and date with the Red, because I'm not waiting. <laughs> uh, because you're a yeah. backer, do you have to choose the copy you get, or do you just get every single one? I'm not a backer. Oh, you're not a backer. I don't. I don't. I don't back kickstarters. I just don't. Oh, okay. But um, I'd assume you get to choose. Like, if you had the Wii U version, maybe you can flip to Switch. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, Mookie says so. I got bloody boobs. Anybody want to babe up? <laughs> <laughs> did he actually buy bloody boobs? I guess he did. He's saying he bought it. <laughs> uh, Mookie, it was a running joke. You're not supposed to actually buy the game, okay? You're doing it wrong. Buddy, stop it. Oh, man. I kind of want to see. Like, if he does a video, because he does a lot of streaming on Facebook, I've noticed. Like, I want—I I would want to watch him, but at the same time, I wouldn't because I'd be afraid of what I'd see. Just make sure you lock your doors, you know, don't let the wife come in the door. It's <laughs> like, what the fuck are you watching? Oh man! Oh man! Uh, Dustin says, "Played through Final Fantasy VII, Dirge of Cer- Dirge of Cerberus, yeah. Dirge of Cerberus, Dirge of Cerberus, and that ends on a cliffhanger. I wonder if they'll make one last sequel to wrap it up." Two thousand twenty-eight. Oh, you never, go. you will never know how Dirge of Cerberus ends. Yeah. Now you know how us Beyond Good and Evil fans feel. Oh. Uh, Dustin says, I broke down, bought Neo, sure I'll live it. love it, you will. Well yeah. done, good choice. You just have to have, uh, discipline. You must have a discipline. You like, you like discipline. You lack discipline. Yeah. <laughs> I, I lack discipline. You lack discipline. I, <laughs> I, I, just, I, I watched Collateral Damage last, it was on Netflix, don't ask. I watched it last night, that movie's <laughs> not good. No. I love Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, but that movie is not good. Oh, did you hear the newest rumor? Rumor about Arnold Schwarzenegger? I'm assuming that's what we're talking about. Yeah. I know it's he's... brand new. What was he going to say? I was just going to say, he's, he's, I saw he put out a trailer for some movie that I haven't watched yet, but... Oh, okay. Um, it, yeah, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really uh, recent rumor. Um, uh, Dark Side in Justice League. Schwarzenegger? Like I said, rumor. <laughs> no, no. You, could you just no imagine Dark Side? Like, hey, Superman! I'm going to come to your planet. <laughs> Time to crush the field. <laughs> Where is Granny Goodness? Bring her here. That'd be too. Comical. Hey, Batsy! <laughs> I'm going to take down <laughs> Superman, the son of Jor-El. Where's your boy Wonder now? <laughs> Hey, Batman! <laughs> Screw you! <laughs> I don't know. I think I, I think I want him. No, in I don't. I don't. I don't want him in this movie. It's not a comedy. Wa- as long as it's the parody of the actual movie, you know. 
but not as the actual movie. Oh god! Everybody invasion! <laughs> oh, I can't! I can't! I can't do this. Uh, Dustin says, I like the mechanics of For Honor, but the multiplayer focus isn't my style, and the campaign might be questionable. We'll see this week. I, I'm actually going to play the campaign and see what it's like. I, I kind of have to. I'm reviewing it. But and <laughs> but I'm, I'm interested, because I'm one of those guys that liked Rise. I, I, I enjoy that kind of game. So, uh, what did you give Rise, anyway? I didn't review oh, it. Yes. I didn't review oh, okay. it. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, but I did play through that campaign and I enjoyed it. If I had reviewed it, I'd probably give it about like a six or a seven. I didn't think it was great, but I okay. enjoyed it. Uh, I just got that game on the humble bundle thingy, so I have it, but I haven't played it yet. It's, I mean, the combat tries to mimic Batman because you know everything did then, right. and it gets a little drab after a while because it's a little too easy once you learn the 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 parries and stuff, mm-hmm. and it gets monotonous. But I. Just, like visually, that game is stunning. Yeah, it's, it's really, really impressive visually. At yeah. least, it was definitely worth playing through. I enjoyed it. Uh, the multiplayer is not good. Don't don't bother with that. <laughs> uh, final tweet comes from Sean. Says, "Are the Kingdom Hearts remixes ever coming to Xbox before Kingdom Hearts three, or are they always going to be Sony exclusive?" Mm. I'm not gonna say never. But I'm probably kind of going to say never. <laughs> <laughs> Sadly. Yeah, it's no. it's weird because Kingdom Hearts That's 3 true. is coming to Xbox, and there's never been a Kingdom Hearts game on Xbox. So you have an audience of players that you could totally make the money off of Yeah, by porting these things to Xbox, but you don't. For some weird reason, even though you're putting the third game on the Xbox. Well, I mean, they still have plenty of time to do that. I mean, Kingdom Hearts 3 is probably still at least a good eight, 18 months away. I thought you were going to oh, say years. I thought years. you were going to say years. <laughs> no. That's, well, that seems more that likely. Too. Yeah, well, 18 months is uh, being optimistic. <clears throat> I'd say. Yeah, it, that's uh, that's really optimistic. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, two two years probably, maybe. Maybe. No, I I I think it's a bad decision. I mean, I get why they're doing it because it's not going to sell gangbusters, but I still think you could. I think you could make enough to at least make them digitally available, and I think you'd at least make enough money to make them back for the port. Because I think yeah. there's a lot of people who are interested in three on the Xbox, but mm. have never played one of those games. So like that would be a really good lead in to the third game. It's just weird that they're putting the third game on there, but not one and two. It's just weird. Yeah. Um, that is it for the tweets. If you want to tweet at us, it's at N4G Podcast. You can shoot us an email to podcasts at ztgd.com. Uh, if you want to follow us individually, Jay is at Bottershide J. Jason is at Gambus Con. Ryan is at R. Wombold. John, who left, uh, is at John W. UK. And I am at ZTGD, also where all the site updates go. Uh, check out Phoenix Down. Mass Effect is ending this week, and then they're jumping straight into Mass Effect 3. This is all granted Drew can get his internet working, which is why he's not here today. His internet is down. Uh, but I think that's it. Um, lots of games coming. Lots of reviews hitting the site this week and next week. And next week, I promise I'll tell you what game I'm playing, although most of you have probably figured out what it is, but I can't say... 
until next week. Um, but I think that's it. Unless anybody has anything else? Mm-mm. Nope. Oh, nope. going once, going twice, going chicken noise. Do your thing. All right.